to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Twister. Pop in your DVD or blurry press play. Press pause when the Warner Brother logo is gone with the wind. Like when it goes into the clouds and dissipates entirely. The first frame you perceive of all clouds, press pause. And in a second, I'll say 3, 2, 1, unpause. At which point, I'll press play. You'll press play. Watch the movie together. Perfect sync. Be together. I like Twister. Anyway, friends in your head. Myself, as always, T. Christie, Seth Brower. Hello, hello. And Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. It's really Amazing Stokes. Hey. We bring him for the ladies. That's right. I love Twister, and I know that most of you know that a lot of people like Twister and a lot of people don't. I'll tell you this right now. We all like Twister, so if you if you if you're not a Twister person, this <laughs> might in. this will be difficult for you. This will be challenging. <laughs> this will be a teeth clencher for uh, you. But this has been one of my favorite movies since the first time I saw it, and I I I look forward to in fact in the chat room and I was inviting people uh, email down in front as we're going to give us your counterpoint like if you don't like this movie because I truly don't because we can't find a thing I wrong truly with don't it. understand why why someone wouldn't like this movie I mean especially I, I'm sorry to say this compared to the others like big blockbustery science fake science bad action movies of every summer like what's wrong with Twister like Twister's amazing compared to all of those and it it's charming and witty yeah. and the sparkling dialogue and the funny moments yeah, what do you and, want 2012 and fucking van halen like this it's movies, helsing. van this, helsing <laughs> let's not complain about van halen too hard i i, yeah. I don't think he did van halen's kind of us come and gone but van helsing is uh <laughs> oh you guys were no i was talking i was listing off assets in the movie including oh, okay. van halen you guys went off on a thing listing yeah, bad movies thought, yeah. Oh, okay yeah van that halen, was amazing okay let's, let's call the whole thing let's off. try not to do that too often <laughs> okay anyway uh mm. but i love twister the only thing the only thing I can say about it that I, I could give or take is a casting thing, and that is I'm still, much as I love the man, I'm still not sure why people cast Bill Paxton. <laughs> Just as a rule? I'm not sure. <laughs> he's, he's got naked pictures of Jim Cameron. I'm telling you, he's got a... In. Now, I love... Bear in mind, he's in many of my favorite movies. So it's, yeah. you know, maybe it's just one of those things where I, I feel like ribbing him every time I see him. And, oh, you stewed, but what? And just, like, you, see, you hear that, Bill? That's you. That's what you sound like. <laughs> but That was a thing you did. But You're uh, in that. He's in this and Apollo 13 and Aliens. And he's in a bunch of movies that I love. He's in that Titanic Weird movie Science too. and Titanic and great movies. But every single time, I'm like, you know, anyone could have done that. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying um, I'd like to start a new campaign. Uh, replace Bill Paxton with Trey Stokes 2012. I'm I'm totally down with it. I, I have not seen, uh, uh, of course, uh, the TV miniseries, oh, that, the, the, the Hatfields and McCoys, which apparently was quite ooh, good. Yeah. So there was also he's, he's one of he's one of the two. He was also in Big leaders. Love, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the lead. Wow, crazy! Bill Paxton, man, naked pictures. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I love this movie, and I'm excited to do this commentary. It's one that I've been wanting to do for a long time. <laughs> Seth Brower, ah, me. How, how yes. are you on uh, Twister? Are you a big fan of Twister? Do you I, hate Twister? I don't hate Twister. I enjoy Twister. It's definitely one of those movies that I enjoyed when it came out. It's not one that I tend to revisit, mainly because mm. I think it has, I see it once and that coast, it, it's like I've built up my Twister enjoyment and now I'm good for a while and then I need to rebuild it up and now I'm good for a while. So it's not Screw one you, that, buddy. It's a long-term it, fix. Yeah. Really. <laughs> it, it, rather than those short fixes, that, oh, I need it again, I need it again. No, this one, this one sustains, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little Twister goes a long way. Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't feel that way at all. I can watch this movie all the time. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I love this movie. I'm anyway. with you too. Uh, but no, I, it, it's definitely a great movie, I, and it's one of those weird things where it is what it is. It doesn't pretend to be anything else. It's no, we're no. we're gonna have fun with this, and you're gonna enjoy watching it. And let's go. Did and you have? The, did they have fun with it? And do you enjoy watching it? I do. We call and it a win. They did. Yes, <laughs> success. I love Twister so much. Michael, how about you, man? Um. 
Yeah, for me, I liked it when it came out, and uh, you know, have have positive feelings towards it. But I, I actually haven't. <laughs> I feel it well, warmly. It sounds like you're breaking up with it. Yes. Look, I, I, I have warm feelings towards you. Yeah, but I'm just. It, it's it, it's not you. It's me. Yeah. Well, I mean, this came out in 1996. Yeah. And yeah. the uh, the most the after uh, after seeing it in theaters and enjoying it, I saw it again yesterday. So that's that's how much I love Twister. I, I'm seeing it. I've the, seen it multiple I, times. I saw it when yeah. it was born and in its sophomore year of high school. There that's, <laughs> that, that's how often. It's like I, my niece and nephew. Exactly. So um, that is yep, true. There, there are films that uh, that you know you go. I liked it, but. You know, yeah, it did its job. Right. I but saw it. We're done now. You know, yeah. and and you don't really feel a, a need to see it again. Um, yeah, watching it again, it's. I mean, both of both of these movies, uh, from because I because I rewatched both this and Speed because we're doing Speed today. Um, it's Yon de Bonte, <laughs> and I uh, do Speed every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Got that one out of the way. There are there are little um, you know, it, it's very much like oh, hi the nineties, you know, <laughs> uh, and and some of the. Uh, <laughs> Some of the sparkling dialogue is a little bit dorky. Um, Roll the maps, but uh, <laughs> but you know it's enjoyable. It's it was fun to rewatch, and the uh, the effects actually hold up yeah. really well. There's a few pretty nif- nifty ones in there. That would... I, I remember it was you know it was a really big deal at the time because because yeah. uh, it wasn't spaceships. It was yeah. real things. Visual yeah, effects were still yeah. kind of nascent. Yeah, I think point. this was the uh, oh we did the dinosaurs. Now we can do nature. Yeah, it was this and Perfect Storm and movies like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Volcano. Yeah. 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 And Dante's Peak. Yes. Yeah, some, some more successful than others. By the way, all these movies we're naming are all in the same genre and are on the same time. Twister's amazing. Moving on. Trey. Yeah, yeah that was the uh, Nature Run Amok. We had a mini a mini series of that, just like back in the 70s when we had Earthquake and things like that. And Irwin Allen was king of all things. Um, we need Irwin Allen back today. We so need him back. Uh, I, I really like. I really like Twister. I there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons behind it. One is I I, I have a, a just a massive crush on Miss Helen Hunt. Um, really, Helen Hunt re- is some some nice. Stuff. Really do like Helen Hunt, and I believe she had, I guess she hadn't yet won her Oscar for Best Actress yet. Uh, for as good as it gets. Yeah, I think that was a couple of years later. That would have been later. Yeah. Um, that sounds right. Yeah. But you know, I didn't realize she won an Oscar for that. Yeah, I believe she did. And uh, con she, science. Yeah. So. Um, She'd already, of course, been on Mad About You, which is a you know great TV series, and and was a recognizable actress ever since she was a child. She started as a child actress, and she's just really, really, really good. Um, I think she's really good. So, so you've got you know you've got a thing, you know, uh, much like you do in Speed. You have you have an Oscar caliber actress who hasn't won her Oscar yet, right. but you go, wow, look at that. So, so when you have someone who really approaches a movie this this kind of wacky on the surface, but really plays a really pretty serious role within it. You know, she's the one who's all tortured and tormented. And plays levels of it. And plays levels of it. And is also funny. She can also do comedy because obviously she was on a sitcom for years and years and and is great at that too. Uh, So I'm really a big fan of her and I think that really holds the movie together. I don't know what she's doing with Bill Paxton. I think she can do so much better. (laughs) With Trey Stokes. Yeah. (laughs) Sweetie, call me. Come on. Um, (laughs) Swap Bill Paxton for Trey Stokes 2012. (laughs) That's, uh, I'm down with your plan. Uh, I really like, I really like that about, I think there's, there's one downside for me, the, the, the weakest link in the movie. um, And it's not the actress, it's the role she was given. It's Miss Jamie Gertz, uh, who has a pretty thankless role. Yeah, Um, she does. She she does about as best as anyone. Helen Helen Hunt couldn't have done any better with that role. It's not a very, uh, uh, Attractive role. I figure this will be a commentary where we talk a lot about performances. Exactly, but uh, but otherwise, I think it's a really fun. And and you touched on it earlier. I think one of the things that I like about it, I can't think of. Maybe we'll come up with one. I can't think of another movie that sort of kind of does realistically capture 
really what scientists do in many cases and how it is. It's not like we all sit in a lab and we talk sciency to each other. It's like, no, we have no money. We're scraping by. We can't stand each other half the time. We're a bunch of misfits and we're trying to do this thing that we have. We, we don't even know if it's going to work. This and Ghostbusters, I think. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I like that aspect of it. You know, the whole ensemble of the, of the scientists who actually, those, those actually do seem like scientists would really be. I, the, the scientists I've met, they're those guys and gals. Let us all enter the suck zone together. Uh, you're at the point where the Warner Brothers logo has blown off of screen. Well, clouds have blown in front of it. Anyway, you're just looking at clouds now. Like I am here. Put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, unclouds. You're a wizard, Harry. No. Uh, the, the things about this movie that actually I don't like. Brothers just, and to, just to, to put that on the table now. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, I love this, I love this, I love this. All right, so what I don't like about this movie. Well, no, but I want to, you know, it was very. Uh, <laughs> okay, now, now that we've started. Yeah. Now that we've started and I, I tricked you into this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the things that I think, my guess, I, I asked Zarban to email. Oh, he did email me his opinion, so we'll go there in a second. Um, but I imagine the things that people tend not to like about this movie are when it goes full retard a little bit. Uh, and the one that comes to mind <laughs> the most is, 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 a, is a scene that I think is may not even be a well-founded instinct for a scene in a movie at all. Uh, and any level of ways it could have been executed differently, none happened. And what we got is what we got. Which is when they're up at the, I guess it's the penultimate twister of the movie, up in the hills. And Helen Hunt starts screaming at God a little bit. And talking about how it missed this house and missed that house and comes after you. That scene doesn't perfectly work. It doesn't throw me out of the movie because I was already liking it. But I can imagine how that might be the last straw for someone. Because it is a very... It's melodrama. It's, it is. It's, yeah, that's a very soapy moment. And it's, yeah, it's, it's again, that's, that's a really good actress almost making something work that really shouldn't work at all. Uh, she, you know, she, she almost puts it over the top. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those scenes where you sort of like, you watch the scene and instead of being engaged, you kind of feel bad for the actor. For, oh, I'm sorry they made you do that. It's like, oh, that's that really, really a shame. It's, it's close. Uh, and, the, and the idea is there. I mean, that's what they've given her is her whole, you know, overarching character. And obviously we're seeing the prologue here that sets it all up is, you know, she has a thing about, she has a grudge against Twisters or something, which is kind of, I don't think that would. I can see how that would manifest in wanting to study twisters, but not like having a personal yelling match relationship. People with who twisters. are afraid of spiders as their childhood and then become entomologists later don't stay at home. Don't, like, don't stay at the lab after eight and chastise scre- the spiders. Scream at the yeah. spiders. <laughs> you fucking asshole! You are so weird and creepy. Let's, let's at least let's hope there's not a lot of that going on. Like there's a guy right now in a lab yelling at cancer cells in a dish. <laughs> you killed my mom. <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I will grant you that. That yeah, it, it does it does slap over the uh, the jar and spill onto the floor of melodrama at that point. And I did get a little brief uh, email from Zarban because I had asked him straight up, "What's your, what's your thing with it?" He says, "I saw Twister in the theater, and everybody seemed to like it more than me. The whole movie just kind of feels artificial to me. There's a very silly race to accomplish something that I don't really believe, and the bad guys are kind of ridiculous. Helen Hunt doesn't do anything for me. Paxton is pretty Paxtony, which ain't bad." But it isn't especially good, and Carrie Elwes is thrown away as a charmless bad guy for no reason. Overall, it's nothing offensive to me. It just doesn't trip any of my cool switches. And that's, you know... You know that's just reasonable people disagree. That's the whole thing. It's like, you know, it's... But we have to, especially, I mean... Sorry, man doesn't stay up late yelling at the movie. We didn't know how good we had it in 1996. Yeah, it's this like, is a disaster like, movie. It's like to yeah. go, this, this is a perfectly acceptable, entertaining movie that may not be that memorable the next morning, but, you know, we're sitting here now in a world where... 
Snow White and the Huntsman and Battleship yeah. exist. Right. Or if you stick to disaster movies, we had 2012. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This and one tells a story. It has a story. It has <laughs> characters tells a story, that tells are... tells it well, has engaging scenes, has some fun moments. You know, as, as we said before, you know, three good scenes and a decent ending. That's all a movie really should... That's the bar. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the bar you're shooting for. In the chat, Sarvan says, this movie needs Quint saying he'll catch the tornado for $10,000. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's probably the missing piece. <laughs> but the thing that really grabs me, and I said the thing that I think will throw people off is the melodrama, but the thing that, that doesn't throw me off, and what really grabs me isn't even necessarily what's happening in the movie, although when this came out, I was already in a minor obsession with tornadoes, and then a few years later, I'd be in a minor obsession with Titanic, and then a movie about Titanic came out. It's been following me. Whatever I'm interested in, a movie comes right after that. Bader what have you done lately, Teague? Sorry. Yeah, been, what I've are been, you into now, just so I, we know? There's, there's a pulster <laughs> that's been skulking behind you with a clipboard. Shelves. I think we talked him. about that. Shelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shelves. Shelves the movie in Bank Gothic extruded. Um, but the things that really grab me about this movie aren't any of those things. It's actually largely just how much I love the way the characters are written. Now, not in broad strokes. Obviously, there's... I guess you make a pretty good point about how kind of flat and shitty the bad guys are, and I, I don't. Well, they're like eighty. Well, they're they're not really bad guys. They're yeah. not really the bad guys it, either. I, I they're, they're you know they're B plot right. antagonists. I think of, I don't think it ever hit me that they were. This is all real. I think this is sort of how it felt uh, to these people on this side, and they kind of see them as these weird ass black hat evil corporate douchebags. But the things that really work for me. Uh, are the smaller character moments throughout, uh, namely lots of dialogue, lots of lines, lots of banter, lots of back and forth stuff, and a lot of the stuff that we can't say for sure Joss Whedon helped with, but we know that he did somewhere, and yeah. a lot of the stuff sounds very Joss yeah, Whedon. Yeah, there's well, some we know, stuff. There's I, some I knew stuff he was. I knew he was on sure. Speed. He did. He did. He punch did. Up he on did speed. punch up on both of them. Yeah, he worked on both. Apparently, there was movies. a there was a draft of this that that you could probably find online somewhere, but there was a draft of this that was credited to that has Joss Whedon's name on it, although he's not credited in the final film. But, but yeah, I, that 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 moment right there, because this movie was a really this movie was a really big effects. Like this was this was a groundbreaking right. effects oh, movie, yeah. and a lot of people yeah. were talking about the effects. But but you see that that shot right there the where they go the they go out to space, and it's a satellite in the Earth, and it's almost like an OpenGL render. Yeah, it's yeah. like the it's like the uh, the famous uh, Team America moment where it opens on the really shitty puppet show. <laughs> yes, and the exactly. studio's like, oh god, they fucked us. <laughs> oh no! Like I almost I, you you have to wonder if the studio felt that way watching that. It's like this is our big computer thing, and it looks like that. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching uh, along at home, mine. this is the shot that got me into the movie in the first place, yeah. and it's never shaken me after see uh, it on the big screen. Fifteen years. This is a helicopter shot racing in towards a truck while a plane flies <laughs> yeah, by with a plane in it. and they're going to go all the way up to the truck and while this is happening my one of my favorite scores of all time is going on yeah. it's, it's like, oh that's so cool here it's, come it's, the plucky heroes it's like the, it's like the jaws theme practically it's like yeah. the, we're hunting the shark song and yeah there you go uh, gyrocam man and what's Master. funny to me is that a lot of what's going on in the music in this movie uh, score wise if you listen to it now there are your average moments of film score where just you know the strings get heavy and something sounds ominous but there's when they're when they're making statements and phrases with the melody it's it's a spaghetti western sounding melody for some reason like if you were to put this on a fan film it would only work on a fucking shitty cowboy movie fan film like that's what that sounds like in my, this movie the, it, the juxtaposition by the way we don't have subtitles working yeah. feels fun oh speaking of oops. speaking of the music by the way um the uh i think one of the issues in terms of like the melodrama and stuff like that is that Many of those moments are underscored by like weird Dawson's Creek pop music <laughs> type songs, like just really quietly. You yeah, know? That, that there's, too. there's Sarah McLaughlin in the arms. It's like, whoa, that's <laughs> this is really 
<laughs> not working for me. You know, oh, Trey. It, it is that weird mixture. Oh, yeah. Man, that was of all songs to pick. Oh, my God. It's not that song. When that dog commercial comes on, I got to leave the room. Look at that. Uh, that's the hottest scientist in history. Come on. Yeah. And you know she's the, the little strappy T-shirt isn't helping. Thank you, Helen. God love you if for I the work you're doing. You, you're, you're changing the audio. Now and, that, and then yeah, I know. here's one of those great things. You look back and go, wait, is that Philip Seymour Hoffman? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is Philip Seymour it Hoffman. Totally fucking is. He was even then. He was Philip Seymour Hoffman. And he's doing something. It. I mean, it, the, and this is Sean Whalen who came from the Groundlings. He's also the Aaron Burr guy. If you ever saw mm-hmm. that commercial, isn't um, he our fan? <laughs> that's right, exactly. He's, he's also, also he's also on right. uh, uh, Sean Sean Whalen. He's actually he's recently re, uh, uh, revived it. It's on YouTube. Um, he used to do a great uh, solo piece in uh, in uh, the, at the Groundlings where he played the the grown up Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. Speaking of twisters, interesting. Um, oh, really? Where he was like, you know, now she's like the crazy crank lady who talks about how she flew in a bubble to a magical kingdom and talked to lions. Like, Don't stay away from the crazy lady. She talks about the this crazy place she went to when she was a kid, and she's like, she's in her front yard yelling at kids. Get out of here, Tommy! I'll throw a bucket of water on you and steal your shoes. <laughs> so, so, so that's Sean. But actually, he he just put that on YouTube. He just made a little short film out of it twenty years later, and it's on YouTube. I love uh, I love him and everything I see him in, and I've never known his name, so that's good to know now. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I every I always forget how good he is at everything because I'll think of Philip Seymour Hoffman, and I usually think of one of like the stodgy roles. But then you go back and you're like. Wasn't he in Boogie Nights? Yeah, Boogie Nights. Wasn't he in Amazing uh, to see him And in then in, Char- in Charlie Wilson's War, he was Gustav Ricardos, and he's fucking <laughs> awesome. And then you go to Capote, and then this, and then the guy in Mission Impossible 3 was terrifying. Like, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's really good. It, obviously, something that comes to your mind when you think of him is good, but he's got fucking range. He does yeah. everything, and he's so fun in this movie. I don't know. It's funny. Now, this guy, uh, oh, fucking, I used to know his name, too. He's a that guy. He, uh, he's been he's, on sitcoms. Yeah, he's great. And uh, obviously, Alan Ruck. He's in both Jan yes. de Bont movies of the 90s that I love. Yeah. Uh, and I like to thank Jan de Bont personally for making Alan Ruck last another 10 years. Uh, I wish someone had done that in the 2000s also, <laughs> yeah. but I'll let it happen. I think I only saw him once since gave his, the gave since 10 bonus was, years of Ruck. He was in Scrubs one day, but Alan Ruck is so much fun. Oh I'm sure he's somewhere on college humor. <laughs> yes. Somewhere. Probably he's well, doing something. Who right. isn't? Yeah. yeah, for a movie with such a realistically small cast, it's a lot of, oh, that guy, and oh, that guy. Yeah. But when you, when you actually look at it, it's like, wow, it's those guys and pretty much nobody else except for extras. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now what's Carrie Elwes and his that guy crowd. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, Carrie Elwes. We'll get there in a second, I guess. And there's that guy, Davies. Something. I didn't even Desmond. I, see. I didn't even know that. that it's like, wait, that he's in this. Okay, he's that guy. It's like, oh, he went on to do Private uh, Ryan, Private Ryan and, yeah. and, and, and Lost and, and Lost. Jeremy and Davies. That's Jeremy what I Davies. I see. I I didn't even know that. It's been that long since I've seen the movie. So. I love how he just grabs her right here. He's like, let's go. Out, 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 moving. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, come on. It's They're, awkward, it's awkward. We're going to have out, a moment. Out. The, that's what I get. I, the ensemble of that crowd is, makes half the movie for me. It's just that, you know, probably, probably the scripting and partly I think just those actors are just bumping against each other and just having some fun. Right. It totally feels like a real crew of people. It does. And you can tell nine different people who have one line apart, and that's very interesting. Because I don't know exactly why that would be difficult, but apparently it is because it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. You don't you don't get the background people that are always around, but you never really ever hear them talk that much. All like seem like discrete characters. <laughs> Battleship, there's Rihanna and some other people. It it draws and the, there's a and there's a there was like one a, of which a, is the star of the movie apparently there there was a, a website or a blog post some some article that posted <laughs> her all dialogue the, yes every single line of Rihanna's dialogue <laughs> yes and, and they were all so like rapid it's and comp- pointless she doesn't say a single thing that matters on, and she's hey, the most yeah bitch please look yes, out it's all that yeah. yeah 
it, and she's the most memorable character in the movie. <laughs> now, it, it draws me in mind of when you see the behind the scenes of all the um, a lot of the war movies and those kind of things, where it's like we took all the you know all the actors off to a boot camp and they went through and they yeah. formed a bond. We took these it, guys to summer camp, but yeah. they played for six well, except months. For, except for Matt Damon, who got to eat pizza and laugh well, at them, you know, so yeah. they hate him. Uh, yeah. But I, I, but I watch this and I can really see it. Oh yeah, we're pretty it much just like going to be yeah. all out in the field. Right. So let's go out and rehearse out in the field and get together and Drive have that feeling. And... So it feels like yeah, no, they were probably just having fun with it. Yeah, and it's a movie that first of all, it's it's awesome. Like it's awesome to have a movie that's where the heroes are are scientists. And yes, <laughs> right and, there already, it's a win. Yeah, and 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 legitimately like scientists, it doesn't it. There's not a there's not a ring of movie bullshit over the science quite as much. Right. I'm, I you know it's it's dramatized and stuff like that, and I I really doubt that you're gonna you know every every time you turn a corner you're running into a twister or something right, like right. it's not quite like that. But actually, but, well, if you ever watch those tornado chasing shows, I mean there is tornado season and they've, right. they've compressed yeah. it into a couple of days. But you know when the tornadoes are coming, they're they're there. they're, they're all there. Yeah. They're coming. Um, over the place. But it's not, ooh, it's Linux. I know this. It's, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have that movie right. artificial. Yeah, yeah. Like, I learned three science words, it. and now I can write a movie about scientists. It's, yeah, exactly. It, I didn't realize and this. And there's not a lot of... Uh, it, it also manages to not have a lot of technobabble. Like, you yeah. understand yeah. what they're trying to accomplish. I don't know if they would actually be able to accomplish it. Like, like they're, right. because they're go- well, because their goal is ultimately we're going to get data from the tornado, and that should help with the early warning system. I, I, I hear that, and I go, I don't see how that follows, <laughs> yeah. but I, I see how. But that- it's a good, it's a good shorthand <laughs> yeah. for like, look, okay, this, this is look without a meteorology degree, yeah. So you can understand what the movie's about. Yeah. we're just going to shorthand it like yeah. this for you. This is why we're doing it. We're not trying. We're, in in, in that way, in that way, it is kind of like, yeah, we found the cure for cancer. The yeah. end. You know, it does. It's a little bit of that, but you know, it's a movie, so you have to give yeah. them credit for kind of kind of shorthanding a but, little. But bit. they're not trying to. It, there's there's also a, a. I like the fact that it is just they're they're out doing science. It's not they're not trying to. You know, save the world from like the evil twist. Like it's not like Jaws. Yeah. They're not trying to destroy the twister before it before yeah. it eats up another small they'll town. Ne- there'll never be another twister again if we're successful. <laughs> yeah, we can Bill end Paxton hurricanes with a giant Gatling gun, just shooting. Yeah, just yeah. bullets into a twister with yeah. a cigar. Well, while Helen Hunt, while Helen Hunt yells at it and yeah. chastises it because they because they appreciate that they can't do that. And that's uh, the 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 Helen Hunt yelling at the twister scene works okay for me because even in that scene, Bill Paxton is going, "That's yeah. crazy." What yeah, you're you gotta doing let it go. This you, movie is really uh, pretty, easy to watch. It doesn't look very contrived. It's very naturalistic all the way through. It's just a good-looking film, and I d- was looking into why. I didn't realize this. Jan de Bont was a cinematographer for mm-hmm. like 25 years yeah. before this. Speed shot, was his, his he, debut as his, a his, his, Speed was his debut. He shot Die Hard. Yeah. He shot Basic Instinct. Robocop. Like, Oh, oh, that makes sense that your movie looks nice. Good, yeah, but good it, job, but, bro. But it looks nice without being... Over stylized and in your yeah. face. And They're not has, doing yeah. Michael Bay here, and you can, and like just it. It'll take you three seconds. You can see Michael Bay's version of this movie. In your oh head. god, yeah. Oh god. And the thing about it is, he also and this isn't something that comes naturally. I wouldn't think to a cinematographer. I think the good cinematographers certainly have this, but he also has a really good eye for scenes for laying them out. And there's not a shit ton of cutting. There's not a shit ton of unmotivated camera. It's and there's a lot of flowing camera. Like it only happens when you need yeah. it. He just seems like he has a really good grasp on this, and it feels like a it feels like a solid film. Yeah, there's a couple of um, I, I noticed both in this and in Speed. There are a couple of like editing beats where it's sort of like this is this is going on a little longer than it needs to. Like later on Shut when up. they when they uh, 
there may uh, this is this is totally nitpicking. I'm just saying um, there are, there are a few moments like later on when they're putting the the little uh, propellers on the on the sensors. Um, they you know there's the quick montage of them doing it, and then someone holds up a finished one, and it just dangles and spins for like three seconds longer than it really needs to. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I, there's, there's I know the shot the, you're talking that's about. That's the calm before the yeah. storm. There's a there's a few moments like hey guys, that storm is a theme. Both films, but but I almost wonder if it's just that. It, you know, it's it's 16 years later, and I'm just so used to, you know, the fast cutting that it's like, all right, y- you know, my, my brain has had to acclimate to that. I'm like, okay, I understand exactly what the shot is about. Let's move on, you know. <laughs> I get it already. I get it. Let's go. It so, is. Uh, John DeBunt, uh, you know, then he, he had a, a couple of missteps. He made The Haunting, not so, not so yeah. well received. But... Um, you know, Speed was an amazing debut for him, and you know he pretty much could make anything he wanted at that point. And this was the second the movie he chose to make second, and also hit this one out of the park. Cause, cause, especially considering what this could have been, as you were saying, oh, yeah. right. you know what this movie could have been in 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 the suck, talk about the suck zone. <laughs> they they actually uh, they there there was stuff like that, and one of the the proposed taglines they had for it apparently was "It sucks." <laughs> and they were like, "How about we no, not hand it no, to them? How about no, 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 no. Let's not hand it to. It's just like with uh, with uh, um, uh, Will Smith, the uh, you know Hancock. Yeah. The the original title of that movie was Tonight He Comes. <laughs> wow. And and he was and and uh, when Will Smith was talking about why they changed it, he's like, you know, for like the 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 porn version and stuff, you got to make him work for it at least a little. <laughs> you, you can't just hand it to. Yeah, him like you that. did. Yeah, you got to. So we just watched a scene, uh, like two scenes ago, which I think emblemizes why she has such a hard part to play in this movie. Because essentially, there's very little dramatic tension character-wise. I mean, it's there, you know, it's will-they-won't-they kind of thing. But that's kind of a given. We know what's going to happen. She's essentially the plot exposition magnet. Which is is unfortunate, but when you have a, a cast that's, they're all the scientists, you don't need them to be explaining. You need that. Yeah, you need you need her that, to be like, what's that word you just said? Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, let me tell you. But that you. only happens a couple of times. It's, it's, Trey, what's yeah. your bigger problem with Jamie Gertz in this movie? I, I it, this Not thing, with her, uh, but with the well, character. There, I think it's just her, her whole role in the movie is the least well implemented. I mean, you even down to the fact of like, how does... Why is she and Bill Paxton even getting married? What, what I don't I don't why are they I don't see even why they're together. Yeah, there's no um, the the movie has to you you can't hate Bill Paxton for for breaking up with her. It, it, I mean, they're very careful that she breaks yes, up with him. Exactly, I know. But, yeah, that's you, another thing that's tough. But but it's like you can't you can't hate him for leaving her. But as a res, it feels like as a result they were like, well, we can't really show how they're good together at any point. Yeah, exactly. Because if we're audience. too sympathetic for her, that makes our main guy a bad guy. Yeah, so they exactly. just kind of draw her as sort of a not a bitch, but kind of just off a little bit. Like a little, there was probably a story conference at some point where they said, "What if we killed her in a twister?" Like, oh, then we're not happy when she gets together with Helen at the end. You know, Uh, it's it's a little too dark. They'd have to wait. It's yeah, it's it's a little, and also even even as you said, the the exposition dump where she's like, "What's this and what's that?" It's like. You're marrying Bill Paxton. Presumably, you know at least a little bit about what he does and what his background. You know, you know this is his ex-wife. You know that whole. You must know some of that backstory about what they did and how they what they do and why you came all the way out here to meet with her, and yet you still have to go. What's going on with Twister? Like I said, it's a you know, it's a it's a tough role. It's a tough role to have to fulfill. You need the person to prompt the the stunned (laughs) silence at is there level five storm? You need you need that. That is a great moment that we're coming up on. <laughs> Fucking even in the in the, the stupid establishing shot, Tessie's yeah. in the background cracking me up. <laughs> Hoffman, man, Hoffman. Anyway, 
Hoffman is the what man. is our um I, I i would like to figure this out and if, if everyone finds this to be a boring topic we don't have to but why don't we like bill paxton like we all of, all of us you like no, bill paxton no, 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 i think it's more the no, issue no, I was, no no well my thing is i i like him but he just comes across like oh fucking what are you doing here man like i i i never dislike his performances but why does he have that vibe why does he have that the vibe I always get off of Paxton is he's the everyman who just really enjoys the fact that he's there doing what he's doing. So he, I get the feeling that it's like, dude, I'm in a movie. Yeah. Somehow that vibe seems to radiate off of him. It's it's not. He has like we've we've complained recently, especially in you know big budget movies of the uh, in action movies. You know people. The, the Hollywood is running out of the, its action heroes. You know, they're all in the Expendables, and you can see how old they all are in the <laughs> Expendables, and that's kind of the gag. So, so they're trying really hard to make someone happen. You know, uh, the the yeah. next uh, Stallone or whatever. And each time they try to do that, there's like no charm or charisma there. Right. And and Bill Paxton is charming. Oh, he's true. got he's got some charisma. He's not like that, but it's just there's still not. Wait. He doesn't have he doesn't have leading man quality. He's 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 not okay. now we're this podcast awful to watch. But yeah, it's he's just, not presidential. I, I don't know. It's just <laughs> he doesn't it, have the gravitas. It's just if you if you swap if you swap him and Carrie Elwes in this movie, I think that's true. You know, there, there, there would be no measurable difference. You're yeah. right. There would, yeah. the, the, the movie would would play out exactly the same. I'll be honest, I could actually and, and maybe see Carrie Elwes a little better. Carrie Elwes and Helen Hunt, I, I could see as an interesting couple. Yeah. If, they've got, they because, would have little blonde gold retriever kids. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carrie Elwes definitely has charm. We know that from, yeah. from The Princess uh, Bride. Princess Bride. <laughs> Among other things, yeah. Among and Saw. Things. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. Guys. <laughs> no, but am I right? High five? Yeah. <laughs> he was awesome at Am Saw. I right, Law? Want to hang out? Um... <laughs> Carrie Elwes, on the other hand, doing a, a kind of a pretty a pretty good American Southern accent. Yeah, uh, I was impressed that he he does as well as he does with that accent he's, because he is American. Yeah, he's not you British. He's not British. Are you sure that was yeah, a fake the accent? The British the British thing is the accent. Are you sure? Yes. 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 Really? It's an affectation. <laughs> I, I want to look at this. I want to. Yeah. If he's from the South, then I, I just find. I don't know if he's from the South. That's not an accent no, no, either. Yeah. It's like he's not British. Yeah. Is the point? He's American, just doing a Southern accent. Yeah. That's that was that that was the the where that gag came from in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. Saying unlike other Robin Hoods, I can speak. I with can an do English the accent. accent. Yeah. For, for because Costner refused to. <laughs> in, yeah. In, yeah. I'm gonna be Robin Hood, but yeah. I'm not doing the accent. Either that, well, either that or they just he tried and they dropped it. They get it. You know what? What if uh, no with the accent? <laughs> yeah. The vocal coach came back to us and said, "Yeah, it's not yeah, happening. I got, I got nothing to do. I we can't lost, get make yeah. work. We lost three vocal coaches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the first week about of shooting. to shut us down. Yeah, the first week of shooting, and we just said, you know what? He doesn't have an accent. For those fans of Carrie Elwes, I got to say, um, the last couple seasons of the USA series Psych, he's had a recurring role, and it's just that that mix of charming and smarmy and interesting, and it's like, okay. I remember why I liked you. You're uh-huh. awesome. Cariel was uh, moved to America when he was 19. He was born in London. Oh, okay, so he and can lived do there both. until okay. he was 19. That's yeah. why he can do both. All right, then fair enough. <laughs> so it's the American accent that's the accent, kind of. Yeah. It seems right. like he's, he, 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 might, he might just be like the man without an accent. Yeah. Yeah. You know the kind of. There is that weird phenomenon where English actors can do American often a lot better than. Oh yeah. American actors can do British. Well, we're easy. But we're, I find, that, yeah, easy yeah. true, I find yeah. that American actors fake Australian accents better than English ones do. Well, I, you know, I asked an Australian actress about that. <laughs> I said, because well, Australians also can often do, you know, accents really well, too. 
and uh, and she said, really, there's not that much difference between Australian and American. They're 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 both sort of exaggerated in in slightly different ways. And it's like a lot of Australian, you know, we sort of have the you know shrimp on the bobby kind of stereotype of Australia. But there's as much of a range of accents in Australia as there is in America, yeah. and some of them pretty much sound almost identical. She said. She goes, so so basically, when you know, she said, when I do an American accent, I'm just doing a you know South Brisbane accent or whatever she called it. You know, it's like she's I'm just doing a variety of. Of the same kind of English. The, this this bit, like what they're establishing here, how he can like, you know, uh, he knows what the storm is thinking and stuff like that, and and, and obviously they're they're kind of they're hanging they, a lantern. They hung on. a lantern. He's like, are you saying he can tell yeah. what a storm is thinking? Yeah, and it's it, and that's, she's like, that's, you know what I mean. That's you know fine. what I mean. Yeah, there's right. an instinctiveness to to you know. He he kind of understands which way the wind is blowing, quite literally, um, and and so I can you know they don't make it like a big psychic thing or anything, so it is acceptable. But it is still also interesting that this is a movie that where the heroes are scientists and it's pro science, and yet it's sort of anti technology. It's like fuck your computers and like you know you just got, gotta have instinct. It's like, Fly by the seat of your pants and just roll with it. Yeah, yeah. it's. Can you can you do that? Are you allowed to do both of those things? in science? Well, that's, in tornado chasing, yeah. when you're dealing with these, you know, phenomena that that can't be, you know, predicted down to the last millimeter, yeah. then there, yeah, there is an. No, I just mean thematically. I'm like, is that allowed <laughs> <laughs> that you can do both of those yeah. things? Apparently, you can. Trey, I you lived in. A can't ten- think of too many other examples. You lived in Tennessee. You know the reference to the green that they're talking about here, right? You, you're familiar with all what they're talking about. Nah, the sky turns it, green a little bit. It, it, well, I'm certainly familiar with that in general. I'm not yeah. not as a, an expression or anything. Like that, but uh, yeah. Well, when, what, when the sky turns green, it does. You kind of go, oh, yeah. You know. and the thing is, and I grew up knowing about this uh, before. You're, you're actually Tennessee is not really tornado not really, area. No, you're I, more, you're I, more Arkansas, and, absolutely uh, Midwest, yeah, where it's a it's a real in Indiana. Factor. I, I've I've lived all around the outside of Tornado Alley, and I've seen Tennessee. A few. We got mountains that uh, protect us. From it helps a little bit. Twisters. The um, the thing with tornadoes is right before they happen, they have a tendency to, for some reason or another, maybe it's just the way that the, the heat is working with the moisture in the air, but it tends to filter the air a little greener than blue. And it has this weird kind of, that's creepy vibe that just tends to happen right before a tornado happens. So this whole scene, I didn't even quite get it until the last few times I watched it. But Paxson's looking at the sky, Dusty comes up, and he says, what are you thinking, boss, or something? And he says, it's going green. I always thought that meant... We're go flight or something. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. The way, but the way the I think he means it is he's looking at the sky the and saying it's, yeah, it's going it's, green. It's coming. Because yeah, yeah. he knows. It's particularly green out here today. That's interesting. Now I want to look up what – because it's, it's and they, obviously it, some atmospheric effect of the way it's Maybe it's temperature light, and moisture. But, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and they, even, they even obviously show it. The sky has this weird green cast to it. And it's like, well, yeah, here it's we kinda, go. It's kind of iffy. And this scene, <laughs> I don't know – I. I like to think of it this way. What we're watching right now is the fast, here we go, fun, it's going to start happening scene. And they're blasting the theme from Oklahoma. And I like to think that the way this happened was that Jan DeBont was like, you know what would really help this scene? It's just that fucking song. We can't have that. That's someone else's song. Well, yeah. what if the characters being dorks and singing it? Oh, that's kind of fun. This okay. is what it, what it, what it makes sense because they're in Oklahoma. So yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that makes sense. Got, good. And we, don't they also do the Lone Ranger theme too? I mean, they yeah, play that as well. Point, yeah, yeah. Point, well, they they're play playing that. like a dozen songs right here. Like every yeah. car is singing. It started a with ELO song. or whatever that first thing was, yeah. or, but uh, ELP. But, what, a, um, what a nightmare of licensing that <laughs> one yeah, exactly. scene is. But again, uh, 
Again, it feels real. It's like what I know of Storm Chasers, which is you know mostly from the TV shows and obviously or just the documentaries, not the not the reality shows. But but you know, it's a lot of you're in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing but cornfields. You're going, where's the tornado? Well, maybe we'll drive forty miles over that way. And so there is a lot of driving and talking on the radio to each other. So I'm sure again, I really buy that they sort of really captured this culture of this group that, you know, this, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have to get themselves charged up and entertain themselves because they're driving <laughs> these long, boring distances to try and get something to happen that may not even happen when they get there. Trey, have, you ever, uh, have any of you guys actually ever been in or seen a tornado? I no. have not. Not uh, not with my no. own eyes. I grew up in... But uh, one of us has. <laughs> <laughs> Set up. I grew up in East Coast, so I was more a hurricane uh, territory. Oh, I saw a water spout off of Florida once. That was Ooh. cool. Ooh. That was. Really I saw a jackrabbit with a woman's face. With a woman's face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the chat saw, room is cracking me up over yeah, here. I saw ships on fire off the <laughs> Tannhauser Gate. So, anyway, so were you? Were you? I don't have. Uh, do you have I don't have any experience? like fascinating tornado stories. It's just I think they're really interesting, and I, I lived around them for a long time. Yeah, I kind of want to. I want to go out in that area and see them. On the horizon. I don't want to get it this close, yeah. but I want to... Although like, I did know. have an interesting moment. This is kind of an odd anecdote, but I promise you this really happened, even though it sounds kind of contrived. I was shooting a movie uh, called The Tempest of Exit 96, which was an ad- adaptation of The Tempest. And um, part of this was, it was basically just a, a, a modern version of the story where they got stranded off of an exit on the New Jersey Turnpike, and they're just kind of stuck there until their car can get fixed. That kind of thing. And one of the main sort of things that happens in that movie is a tempest happens. There is a big-ass fucking storm. And off of New Jersey, or being shot, you know, Indiana for Jersey, but I found some good locations. Uh, There was a particular day during shooting that it was like, there's six tornadoes right now. Like that kind of a day. And I am retarded. And I got my (laughs) XL1 and my Taurus. And I drove out into the area uh, like an idiot, and they weren't they weren't around. They weren't close. They they weren't coming or anything like that. But I was within like four or five miles of of two or three, and standing out literally on in scenes like this, like like on sides of fields and shit, just getting shots, and looking around. And it's windy, and the cows are all lying down, and it's just this, it was just everything was a little bit wrong. <laughs> when the cows are lying down, like okay, what's this? Well, that's about? another fucking piece of South wisdom. When the cows lie down, that means they know it's going to rain. Um, and it's and you can actually fairly reliably tell what the chance of rain is by what percentage of the cows are lying down. Fun fact: <laughs> things you learn. Chance of cows lying between down. that and how to get through a barbed wire fence real fast. My my years in the south basically boiled down to one or two interesting facts. But that was an interesting day standing out in this weird, swirly, really low clouds, really fast low clouds moving around kind of day, getting shots for a movie that never ended up happening because I'm a giant Norman. Doctor Miller, I think they turn left here. Yeah. Well, do it based on the timing. They turn left about. Uh, 30 yards back because <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was a little editorial uh trickery going on there the, there was a scene the scene that just happened there i remember the last time i watched this movie which is a while ago but I, I remember it very clearly is there's a pretty extensive scene of them bickering which is yeah. which is actually i think it's a really fun scene of it them just going scene. at it oh, yeah. and it is it's one of those things where it almost it almost telegraphs a bit too much you go these come on these, i mean it's not like it's a movie so you kind of know this anyway but it's like come on they belong together for christ's sake i mean everyone they what what are you guys doing what are you doing with it what's jamie Gertz even doing here you guys are you know made for each other uh and it's a fun little scene but the other thing that i noticed about it last time i watched it was i felt really bad for the actors because it feels like again it feels like they surely part of it was scripted but it feels like it had a very improvisational feel and i'm sure they're having a lot of fun with it um it's it's completely looped, 
if you if you listen oh, if, you, really? if you watch it back you can tell it's like it's it's the entire scene because the windows are open and they're driving down the road yeah. in this truck uh this, the entire scene is is looped and they had to you know it's like oh my god they had to actually recreate all of that right all that's, that energy yeah that's i feel i feel really bad for him there's actually <clears throat> watching 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 speed and then um watching this it it, it is actually kind of fascinating to see um the advancement of like like we said this is a this is a particularly advanced uh, uh, visual effects film um and and it's just amazing to see like with speed they had the uh you know they have the bus jumping the the you know the yeah, gap and stuff yeah. like that and that's a matte painting and it's done in in a lot of cuts because they couldn't really manage a camera move with a matte painting right, so they yeah. couldn't follow the the bus or anything they had to do Not it to with mention, a couple cameras there's no way to make that look real anyway right yeah it's yeah. a funky well they did it they did. I mean, they did it. With and they the also did, they did a digital removal of a piece of freeway. Yeah. That was part of the way they did. Yeah, it. but but it was all kind of you know locked off camera and then and then a, a post move because they shot at Vista yeah. Vision and stuff like that. Whereas here, I mean, you've got helicopter shots, you got handheld oh, shots, yeah. and there's yeah. and just in the, the background there's there's a tornado you know, coming yeah. at them. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the that was one of the big breakthroughs on that. I mean, that that, that, so the shot impressive. we just passed. We yeah, just, right here. This is just yeah. For, forget all the completely photo real. Forget all the particles on the and also God the roto. Yes, look at her hair. The roto and the tracking. I was going to say the tracking with just all the the naturalistic camera motion and everything. Yeah, thing. and that was what made this so groundbreaking at the time. I was like, "Oh my god, look, look what they're yeah, doing in this, this moment!" Shit, yeah. You're shooting it; they're shooting it like they're really there with a tornado, yeah. just running around with a camera. It was one of the first yeah. movies that dared to do that and say, "Look, we're just going to shoot an action movie with this kind of stuff going on yeah. all the time." Yeah, Seth? exactly. Jurassic Park did one of those. <laughs> they did yeah, one exactly. shot. And this movie, and is, they did an entire like, making a featurette about yeah, how they I, pulled I, it off. They, they were clenching their teeth and crossing their fingers the entire time. I'm sure, Seth. I know you've done uh, a lot of work with clouds. Seeing as how you're the guy, yeah. the, the lost smoke yes. monster, that's Seth. Um, have you ever done a tornado? Have any of you guys ever done a tornado effect? No. Uh, I did a, a... I worked on a sequence in the much lauded and critically acclaimed film all about Steve mm-hmm. <laughs> that had a tornado in it. If you saw the trailers, you'll remember and have seen my work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that's, yeah. that's, was that you? I I put a bike in the tornado. But, when was you know, when was that? That was well. I worked on it in like oh eight, oh seven, oh eight, and it came out like four years later. Oh. But but like one of those. Yeah, it, it is. It and is. she won uh, Razzies. It won two Razzies. <laughs> Razzie award winning visual effects yeah. artist. Wasn't that a, a? Was it really for the visual effects? No, it wasn't for the visual. Okay. <laughs> no, wasn't wasn't that that a, um, Do they even uh, have that kind of name? Uh, I don't Sandra know. Sandra Bullock. Should. Sandra Bullock. And she accepted. She showed up and accepted. She showed up and she put a good sport about it. And Sandra made me Bullock. like her more. Yeah. This I I um, the only actress I think I have more as much love for as Miss Hunt is Miss Bullock. But uh, tornadoes are kind of. They, they they don't seem like they'd be easy because you can see the complexity of them and even if you're doing it like a sim you can see how difficult it would be to get all the different pieces working right but they also they're actually deceptively difficult they're actually harder than you oh, yeah. think they are because there's it it it's an impossible thing to make look right because it's a thing that's so odd and it's this weird phenomenon that there's this really dark line in the sky that's swirling and it looks real it's hard to nail. It's really difficult. It's difficult stuff to do, well, and they get almost every single twister right in this. There's yeah, one. I, there's one that doesn't work for me. There's probably an argument to be made where you you, I, like I said, I've never seen them, but I would not be surprised because there are certainly natural phenomena that I've seen that that had this effect where you look at it and you're like, that looks fake. Yeah, oh, exactly. it's not real. I've had those moments. <laughs> now the tornadoes that. Not, uh, Tornadoes tend not to look like this, in my experience, as a person who has just seen things. But that's all. I don't know anything about them. They tend to look more like a cloud that's vertical 
and it's a really messy, foggy sort of cone thing that's moving on. It doesn't always less definition have that perfect line in the you know Dorothy Oz Twister swoop line. Um, obviously, they look much better, but the ones that I've seen, and I'm, it might just be an area thing or just luck of the draw, don't all look like this. It's it's probably that they more exactly what you're saying. It's the it's the. Uh... Um, they're windy. It's like, a, shit well, it's, it's, it's like yeah. we've, it's like we've, uh, you know, the the term we have is the it's the shark brain. You know, mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah. like yeah. It, because people have seen Wizard of Oz, they're like that, that's what a tornado. Well, that's looks what like. a tornado yeah. looks like. So I'm I'm sure they probably consciously were like, we are making Wizard of Oz tornadoes. We're not making yeah. real tornadoes, and you know, or we're trying yeah. to split the difference exactly. And not to say that these tornadoes don't happen because you can find footage on YouTube of them that look exactly like this. But the ones that I've seen tend to be. And I think the distinction that I'm drawing is basically the height of the clouds that the tornado is coming out of. Because that first one you see just a second ago, it looks like the clouds are pretty high at 20 or 30,000 feet, and it's coming all the way down, which gives you this really slender, cool tornado. They, in my experience, tend to have really low clouds. Like, the clouds are less than a mile up when that's happening. Uh, so it's just squatter, naturally, anyway. So the studio I'm at currently uh, actually uh, does all the effects for the Bones Zarban says I'm right. Yay! Uh, and last season they had a, I, they had an episode where, oh, they're in tornado country and they had to do on a episodic time scale, a full tornado, tornado coming and destroying a barn, the oh whole nine yards. Oh my God, that sucks. They're actually, uh, they've been, uh, nominated for visual effects Emmy. Good for so them. That, I mean, and watching them work and do the revisions and stuff. And I, a grain of salt, I can't remember. And it was. Year and a half ago, or something crazy, you know, a year ago. I'm pretty sure they they did the the tornado completely with um, uh, part- particles. Uh, no, no, not sim. Uh, it was all um, yeah, it was all uh, sim driven. It wasn't a- you know, hand right, animated right, right. or anything like that. And it was just one well, guy. That's, that's the way to do it. That's the way. Yeah, you, yeah. It's that's basically a, that's the, what you have the luxury of doing now that they didn't with Twister. If I recall correctly, the way that we did it, and bear in mind, I wasn't actually on the guys. I wasn't on the R and D team for how the tornado got made. I I literally did shit in the tornado later. But I think the way that they did it was what you do is you articulate the spine of the tornado, if that makes sense, the same way you'd articulate a tail or something or even a spine on an animated character. That's more like it. That's closer. Right. Foggier around it, but that's pretty close to what I was thinking of. Um, th- this is another impressive shot, too. Oh, it's because, it's, it's, because it's going to... It's got the one group, and then yeah. it, it leaves, and you're looking at the twister, and then after a while you realize, oh, there's that other... There's another line of cars exactly. that we're going and the, and the whole freaking sky is tracked the whole time. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And Pepsi played a lot for this uh, product placement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. A little Pepsi swirl. But the yeah. way we... You joke, but then all of the cans later are yeah. Pepsi. Yeah, it's Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, uh, but the thing about ours was it was a I think it was a spine that was basically just creating this spline that was moving through 3D space, and then they used that to drive a cylindrical sim, spinning things sense, up around yeah. it, yeah. and then they just you know tacked voxels onto those pixels, and then did a shitload of comp to make it work. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. effect was actually good. If you watch the All About Steve trailer, you see our tornado a little bit. It's, it looks nice. It they doesn't just, look this good, but it looks nice. They just did a bunch of other talking about how to do sciencey things in movies. This whole sequence here was just a bunch of, of nice stuff. I, I think contact is about the only other analog I can think of. Oh, good one. I, um, I wouldn't have put that together. You know, that, uh, that where, where they're talking about it and you don't have to be a meteorologist. If you aren't a meteorologist, you don't, you don't know what they're really talking about specifically, but it's okay. And it's great. You know, it's great for the, a movie that has the courage to go, no, we don't have to explain everything. And the characters actually can say things that the audience doesn't necessarily know because there was a little moment right there when they talk about, uh, well, what's on the mezzanine? It's like, well, the wind's starting to back. 
Well, I'm not a meteorologist. I know what that. I don't know what that means. But what happened is after they had that exchange, she and Bill Paxton looked at each other and went, uh-huh, and and said, right. "Let's go." Right, right, right. That's all I needed to know. You know, and it, it's that's all the audience needs to know. They could be speaking Japanese in these scenes. Yeah, it works th- just the same. A thing just happened, and that means that the tornado is coming, and we're on the hunt. So you know, that's that's the intent of the scene. And they they did that whole scene where you know all that jargon in the in the meteorology you know control room. It's like you know. All it means is there's going to be lots of tornadoes, you guys. And that's it. <laughs> right. Oh, guys, there's going to be twisters. Tornadoes, you guys, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously, you guys, tornadoes. Anyway, I don't envy anyone who ever has to nail this effect because in my personal internal pantheon of things that are difficult to nail, uh, there are photoreal articulated characters. There are atom bomb explosions, mushroom clouds, and there are tornadoes. I, I don't want to ever try to do any of those. I always want to try, but I never want to be on the hook for nailing it because that's tricky tricky stuff so i'm the more i know about effects the more blown away i am by twister uh pun intended (laughs) but yeah it's especially especially getting up closer very it's great work with all the kind of ancillary stuff all the debris flying around and like you said kind of the fogginess and it's a great integration with practical effects going on too it's really again it comes back to the overall effects team and the director just you know putting these sequences in the, the the build of as you get in, you know, into the what they call the battle zone, you know, it really builds really well. Where it's 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 just even without a lot of visual effects, other than a couple of establishing shots, you're like they're they're like literally going into a war. That's like right. it's getting worse and worse the deeper they go into this. It's almost like that scene, weird analog in uh, Serenity, where they're having it's Gina Torres and Nathan Fillion having a conversation as they're entering Atmo, and you wouldn't even know that really. I mean, you could put it together. On scene one, they were here. Scene three, they're there. So scene two must be the transition. But you wouldn't know that from what's going on. All that happens is the color of the lights change over the course of the conversation. You see it being dark and blue and spacey, and then it starts flickering orange, and then it's back to being whatever color the the Miranda or whatever plant they were going to was. The background is constantly changing around what's going on, and I think that actually does clue you into what's going on. So when they're driving in, it gets worse and worse, and the rain gets worse, and all that stuff gets worse, and they never even necessarily say... It's getting. It's just an interesting tack on the direct the direction of something like this, where you can't have a twister in every shot. So how do you indicate things are closer or farther? Well, everything else. Yeah, it starts to snow. It's it, it snow. It, it doesn't snow hail. in this. Yeah. It starts to hail. It starts to rain. The hail is yeah. wrong too. That's another thing that I have about South stories. Whatever. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> hail is round always. There's very few instances of ice cubes falling out of the sky. Well, it's that, round. That, uh, apparently, that <laughs> I've seen. I've seen irregular hail. Yeah. Was it like hail that broke upon impact, or it, no? It's it looks it's blobular. It was just a little more blobby. Blobular. Yeah. But the uh, it's a word. I defer to what you. What are you a meteorologist? No, I defer to you on anything that has to do with blobs. Yeah, apparently, that's right. the uh, damn the, straight. Look at this shit. Here comes the cow scene. The hail. Um, I guess it wasn't scripted because it sounds like uh, Debont kind of sort of comes up with stuff on the fly, like like. Uh, there, there's some nope. bits in speed that he does as well uh, that that were that way uh, apparently according to you know, behind the scenes and apparently he really regretted coming up with the hail thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll look into it right now, but I'm pretty sure that's bullshit. The I don't. Th- I don't the think dancing. the sisters yeah. scene. I don't th- just literally just going off of intuition, which might be wrong. The wind is doing something very particular when a tornado is it's, happening, it's, and I don't think it would allow for two of them. Yeah, it's difficult to, next to, to each think other. of how the the particular kind of yeah atmospheric and pressure disturbance that that causes a tornado could have two of them simultaneously and yeah. not have them disrupting each other badly. 
Um, but but you know, truth is stranger than you know anything we can imagine. It's like yeah, you wouldn't think so, but it happens. So fuck yourself. Yeah, and you know, that's, you find that's, how, that's how that's how <laughs> yeah. that's how the nature works. You find the flicker so. feed of the guy who just happened to yeah. be out there, and it's like oh, oh there's a video. All of it. right then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I do know about tornadoes. Is yeah, that's and the movie kind of touches on it. It's like we we don't understand half of what's going on in tornado. We like yeah. what, the, what, what the hell are those things? That they, you know, they, they, in a way, they don't even still know why there are tornadoes. Uh-huh. Like, how do you account for these these things even existing? You know, these bizarre, you know. So we sort of, you know, they do understand how and why they're formed, but there's still a whole, you know, range of stuff about their existence that's uh, still being worked out. <laughs> right now, I'm googling that, trying to find it. And I was just, I start typing in uh, factual accuracy. Fox News. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Twister, but thanks. Oh, <laughs> uh, autofill. That's nice. Thank you, Google. You're trying your best. <laughs> I'm sure you get that a lot. Yeah. Factual accuracy. Wow. Well, you know what? Uh, if if you'll allow, I found a kind of an interesting webpage, sort of like a bad astronomy sort of thing going on here for Twister. Um, mm. And here's a few fun bullet points. Um, when asked, some expert... Uh, uh, Fred, Os- some, Fred, some Fred, Ostby, some guy. Uh, some Fred guy. Ostby, chief forecaster for the Storm Prediction Center, said after the movie, "I thought ET was more believable." And then he says, <laughs> "And then he says, consider." Um, yeah. One in a real twister, air and debris whooshes in toward the tornado, not out with debris. Eighteen-wheel oil trucks, farm equipment, cows, and houses being flung away. At least the star's hair should have been blowing forward, not back. In any case, he's saying you're more. Things fly out of a tornado, but mostly they go in. Uh, he's also well, saying nitpicking, isn't lightning it? and thunder, uh, rain. Check your physics books, Spielberg. Uh, they don't flash and crash at the same time. <laughs> oh come on, that's oh. that's that's shitty. Okay, we'll move on. Yeah, um, and you're not in the movie business, Mister Man. We've yeah. we've we've covered that one. Oh, this is an interesting one. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's an interesting point. Uh, tornadoes wander, alter their path, and change in intensity, but they don't go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth across roads like this. Uh, interesting, I guess. And um, you asshole. And number four, chasers don't check radar and go wee. <laughs> well, maybe they're just not enjoying themselves. I don't think you maybe can make not it there. there. I don't the think you can make you a definitive know. statement about that. Well, but he says they also got a lot of stuff right. They do use yeah. the Fujita scale and all those other things. So. Yes. Yeah, here's the thing: it's like it's like, have you seen most movies about scientists? You know, be happy. Yeah, <laughs> be happy. And and you know, all those things he's complaining about—they're all dramatic license things. I mean, that's to make the story exciting. I mean, I, if you want to do an actual movie, I mean, there there are documentaries about storm chasers. Actual storm chasing, you know, is a reality show. They have to fake that shit to make oh, yeah. it worth watching. Yeah. Even even with storms going on, I would pay money to see the visual effects artist who has to sit there and go look at the notes from the shot, saying, "Okay, well, the storm is supposed to be twelve miles away, so that means when they flash the lightning, I'm yeah. going to have to time it so it's six frames out because that's that distance you, away." We joke, but yeah, I've worked on shows uh, where they're like that. Oh I worked God. on I worked on a show where they <laughs> gave us blueprints, and by God, if you were off of the blueprints of their made up bullshit thing. <laughs> blueprints it depends it totally also depends. drawn it's, by a guy named Jan it's the same as it's the same as the there's no sound in space argument it's like well what are the needs of this scene right now yeah you know what's what's what makes most sense for the scene also, are we are we trying to t- well I, I mean I can see somewhat the difference because this movie is somewhat about the science of tornadoes whereas you know the the uh the sound and space argument. I don't know of a movie that is about the propagation of vibrations through a vacuum. 
as being part of the the, the centerpiece of the plot or anything. It's the, it's but, the aliens like, tagline. Yeah. This but, is uh, <laughs> good point. Very good point. I love Touché. everything. I love everything about this scene, including and perhaps even limited to Aunt Meg. I love her. I love the scene. I love the dialogue. But specifically, I want someone like her to make me steak and eggs for breakfast. I, I, just, I so want to eat steak and eggs every time I want to see I want to just show up unannounced. Wow, yeah. man, you got a lot of beef. Where'd you get all this beef? Yeah. Did you see my cows out front? Uh, 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 uh. Wow. You slaughter your own cows. Nice. <laughs> okay. And you do it Should every we just time wait till you're over? done? Or? I just love the scene so yeah. much. Just for the record, he wasn't reading the subtitles. He was just doing that from memory. Yeah. But um, I memorized But we all, but I can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can do that scene too. The only other, I'll, I'll only do this one last time. Uh, but in this scene, <laughs> in the, after Carrie always comes on and says whatever provo- provokes everyone else to go, ah, oh, fuck this guy. Uh, there's a there's a moment where everyone goes ah fuck that and the in the mix you can hear someone say what a wiener yeah <laughs> and I think it's Paxton <laughs> I think it's pa- I think it's literally Paxton going what a wiener I just love the idea what that butthead Nightcrawler and Wiener are the hardcore shit that yeah. Paxton will drop oh yeah you don't want him to between call you that. Buttwad Wiener <laughs> yeah. and Nightcrawler Bill Paxton will only get so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get any matter. By the way, apparently we were talking about that guys in uh, in Carrie Elwes's group. Apparently, Jake Busey is one of them. Yes, yes, he is. You'll I, see him. I didn't. And spot that guy him who was on ER. just cast him for some easy off screen crazy. The yeah. guy who was on ER for years and years and years. Oh yeah, the fat guy. Though yeah. he was a yeah. clerk, big guy. I always, Jerry. I always remember him from uh, what was it? Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah. Or you know, one of those. Ferris you might Bueller be the only one. <laughs> okay. This, <laughs> this this story is interesting that they're about to tell because. They're they're telling it and they're laughing about it, but I sit there going, "He sounds like someone who had a lot of problems. You should not really probably be just laughing about it. It sounds like there's some issues here." Walking up to a tornado with nothing but a shirt and throwing a bottle into the yeah, tornado. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. That's normal. Sounds like sounds like he probably had an alcohol problem and and rage issues, and you know, yeah. it's, it's probably shouldn't probably shouldn't be laughing about this. He probably well, no wonder he has a therapist. <laughs> That's how you married a therapist. He's marrying a therapist. Saving money. There's apparently. something magical about this scene that also happens, uh, perhaps incidentally or coincidentally, with uh, the kitchen scenes in Firefly. But there's something about yeah. having a scene with all of your characters where they're not really doing anything. But the impact of that scene is that you know more about them and can feel the stakes better. Yeah. So it's a scene that's basically. You could look at it clinically and say the scene doesn't need to be here. We actually don't need anything plot-wise here, really. Just we understand more about who everyone is. But understanding more about who everyone is really helps. And it's sort of a calculated decision yeah, to that, know when to put that scene in. That is important plot-wise. That's what, that's what a lot of movies today seem not to realize is you need that scene where you care about your characters because that's why you continue watching the movie right, and yeah. engage. Otherwise, it. nothing else that As you're a, showing us... We don't care. Yeah. I guess we could call it. We'll just call it sort of colloquially. We'll call it the kitchen scene because yeah. this is also effectively that. As opposed to, yeah, but I love. Rec- the, I love these scenes. It's, it's a yeah, a recent example is Prometheus, where you know, it, it, unlike Alien, you know, Prometheus is like, oh, here all the characters are all waking up from hypersleep. And, Fuck you. Fuck you, buddy. Yeah. All right. Leave me alone. Shut up. <laughs> I hate you. I've always hated you. Okay. <laughs> let's go on an adventure together. As right. A, you know, even the crew of Alien exactly. Had, That's what they had happy banter with each other. The well, breakfast scene in Alien. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're teasing scene. each other, they're ribbing each other, but they they oh, are a team and just, they work together. I just love the kitchen scenes. Every other episode in Firefly had, you know, it's it's that classic everyone's sitting around the kitchen table. It's the, you know, 
it gives. Was there one of those in the abyss? The abyss had kind of that same um, energy with the character. They did. Well, the, the abyss did it by having them. Um, it's in the it's in the extended cut. Okay. Is uh, is when they they're they're moving the rig and they all sing Willin together. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's that kind of what does, I was thinking. Yeah. That kind of does that job. Um, I don't. I can't think of any other fact, specific, specific scenes. But but you the, see them. You do see them. Uh, there's there's little bits. There's no like one scene that I can think of. Like, but but the very early on, you see you see uh, Ed Harris moving through the rig, and he and he sort of interacts with all the guys. Like, hey, you mind cleaning this up? Hey, you're doing a good job there, buddy. And you get the sense of okay, right, you know, right. these are these guys, and they all they have a camaraderie. It's establishing both the people and the and the set piece yeah. that you're walking through. Yeah. Speaking of the abyss, earlier Zarban was like, Twister is kind of like abyss on the land a little bit. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Except, except, the the, except the aliens don't come out at the end. That would yeah. not have been something. That would have been a thing. They're like, she sees into the twister and it's full of aliens going, hello. Ed Harris as Bill Paxton. You, it's us. How you doing? That's a movie. That's a movie. Well, I'll watch, yeah. Ed, I'll watch Ed Harris. Like people say, I'll watch him read the phone book. Nah. I'll watch Ed Harris watch his car and it will be the most <laughs> intense. You will need a cigarette two minutes in. You'll be like, oh my God. Well, did you- that piece of bird shit isn't coming off. Don't hit the car, dude. <laughs> Everyone, just be cool. Be cool. Did you? Aww. Well, did you see the? Uh, did you see that video they posted of Alan Rickman making tea? At, like, yes, like yes. one thousand yes. frames per second. Yeah. Yes, extreme tea. Yeah. There's a video on the internet you really should check out. That's Alan Rickman. Some guy's doing an art project where he's just getting people to do things, but you fil- he films it at super high speed. And this is over the course of seven seconds. Alan Rickman drops in the tea bag, uh, stirs the tea, and then. Turns the table over and looks at you intensely. Yeah. But you watch that for three minutes with music from Inception at super <laughs> slow motion, and it is the most intense thing that's ever happened. It's great. It's a great thing. It's like, oh, because the suspense. Oh, he's going to throw the tea. Yeah. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> and you, yeah, it's, it's really interesting just the little motions where it's like, oh, look, you just kind of see the way he's resetting his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. You can see, you can it's see like it Malcolm Gladwell blink yeah. moment. Alan Rickman gets mad. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. It's I, great because the one thing that they did, whether you know, Bye, Aunt Meg. I loved you. Bye, Aunt Meg. Bye, and bye dog. Yeah. 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 And uh, then the prettiest dog ever. Yeah, just of course. trots on out. The... Uh, it's the fact that he's looking at the tea so intensely, you yeah. know. Either like, you know, and so he just like, just holds this Rickman. look. He can't look at anything. Yeah, not intensely. I know. It's like I, 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 that's the question I always have. Is like, do they did they tell him? Okay, the one thing is just make sure you have a good, you know, emotional focus on the tea right from the beginning, because <laughs> that's like, going to be your face for seven please. minutes. So just mm, he's looking at the tea. Imagine Alan Rickman at a puppet show. Ooh, <laughs> he okay. would be staring bullets through the. Yeah, he would be seeing he's your staring. wrist through the puppet. Like yeah. he'd be like. My hand feels hot. That's because Alan Rickman is looking at you. Oh. Just just keep going. These Look. helicopter shots are insane. Yeah. And here comes here another comes one. Him, they cut from one to another. <laughs> crazy with the helicopter shots. Yeah, it's, it's, see, those, those are the most fun days. Like, okay, second unit. It's like, we're going to get a bunch. You get the trucks. You know, a bunch uh-huh. of drivers and just go out in the middle of nowhere in Kansas or wherever the hell we are and chase them with a helicopter and bring me some shots. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, uh, either on this either on this movie or Speed, I don't know, but apparently I was the second unit camera operator. So. <laughs> nice work. Yeah. I also you. love you in the you were like You were like eight at the time? I, yeah, yeah, I was like 12 and uh, youngest ever, Guinness. <laughs> no lessons. <laughs> I, I remember there's a plaque at the Cinematographer yeah. Union that uh, has your name on it. Yeah, I feel... What's, you know what the problem with Jamie Gertz's character is? Uh, I think it's that you never exactly know how to feel about her because yeah. I, the movie doesn't want you to feel bad that she gets shafted. 
but she doesn't play it like a bitch. Yeah, you she don't plays it like her. a person who you might agree or disagree with her on many things, but she doesn't seem standoffish, really. She seems actually kind of emotionally involved in people. Like, even that scene in the diner where she's talking about you're still in love with them, she doesn't have bitch face. She has, oh, God, what's going on here? I, 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 I feel exactly. I'm, I'm, my under, I'm underwater a little bit here face. So the problem, I think, with her character is just the movie kind of needs you to feel one way about her, and it's hard to feel that way about her the way she plays it. Because she's kind of sympathetic, even though she's kind of weird. And the movie needs you to be like, it's okay that she doesn't get hers in the end. Yeah. What could it... What, what, this is a Joss moment right here. You know what might no have way been... No way it's not. What might have been really uh, interesting to do with her is... Because she's like a therapist. So if she were giving her opinion of kind of people's behavior throughout the, the movie, just, you know, sort of... People are, are doing stuff and getting frustrated and she's just going, well, you know, the... You know, you should think about blah, 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 blah. And just her unsolicited opinion, but she's trying to help. And then you have the scene where she completely flips out and tells everybody what their psychological problem. And she's totally right. <laughs> like, she's, she is 100% correct of what is wrong with everybody. So You're you an adrenaline junkie. You yeah. can't let go. You are the- You can't fault her, but you, uh, and you understand why she's like, I am out. That's like her drop the but mic that would also, But that would also kind of allow you to be like, okay. Yeah, I actually like these guys more than her. And if she's going to ask me, the audience member, to pick between them, I do like them more. Right. That's not her fault necessarily, but right. That might actually give you the leeway to make her someone that you can like until you don't. But you don't think she's a shithead. You're just yeah. like, ah, eh, she can go away. It's, it's still. It's it, like, oh, you know, she just couldn't handle it, and because they are crazy. But yeah, <laughs> it still underscores the the sort of the missing. You feel sorry for this lamp. That there's a, that there's a bit of a character thing that's kind of grafted into the story and is not quite organic it's 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 there it's tied to the story it's not completely free floating but but there's still i i don't recall and you know and if you 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 guys have seen it more recently than i have but, but why did he stop doing this and hook up with her why did he break up with helen hunt to begin that's with? never explained yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. never explained there's i have inferences but i don't think there's any yeah. reason yeah, yeah. and 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 i'm not saying that they should go well we broke up because of bloody right, bloody yeah, blah yeah. because that would be terrible screen we don't but, know what it was that came between but, them because all we ever see is that they're great together exactly we, we go why why on earth did he ever leave you know because clearly this is where from from the mo- first moment this is where he's meant to be he's only he's resisting being part of this so you know, I guess the implication is that I want to you know do something more with my life. I'm going to get a real job and be a meteorologist well, well, or whatever. But the only hint we get is that breakfast scene where he's talking about the the drunk moment with the twister. I think it's uh, he has had an off screen character arc from wild man to trying to be more grown up about it. Yeah, yeah. but he just can't let go of this. But yeah. just but, yeah, but just, we never get that for real. It's and and, and why and know? why like, and why why did he yeah. does he does, make that choice? If you like I said, I only have inferences and they're just inferences. But I think the thing that was that must have been going on off screen in this movie is that. He associates Helen Hunt with this madness that he's trying to get away from, and he just had to cut yeah. ties somehow. Yeah, that's sort of implied, but it's like, you know, to, it's not to like go, I hate my career so much, I'm divorcing my wife. You know, it's like, well, you could still be, she could still chase tornadoes and you could be married, and you could go be a TV meteorologist if you wanted to be. Yeah, but it's, I don't think he'd be able to say no if he was still married to her. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's a, it, like, you know, it's a missing piece. That, yeah. That's sort of like, since, since they're hanging so much of the, the, the character interaction on this thing that, oh, they're getting divorced, but she doesn't want to divorce him, and all this, like, but it's like, why in the hell are they getting divorced? Why did they break up in the first place what was the problem they probably maybe maybe they should have because they make a, a side joke about oh is she is she your therapist and he's like what you think i need a therapist well maybe that should have been the thing yeah. maybe it was yeah. literally he he, he, <laughs> he, he went to a therapist therapy. and fell in love yeah. with his therapist it happens all yeah, the time he went to a ther- he went to a therapist because he he was having these problems <laughs> fell in love with the therapist
therapist. Now he's so she's the only thing in, is any decent, already any, that any decent therapist would say, no, dude, this yeah. is not real. You're not what you're yeah. feeling is not real. But there's there would already be like resentment because it's like you're the one t- who's taking him from who took him from us and and blah blah. blah and there would be the you know he'd occasionally be coming in with well you know. Uh, whatever her name is, uh, you know, she says that it's blah blah blah. Like he's he'd be able to lay down like the psychobabble of why he doesn't want to do this or that or the other, and like is uh, you know I, I'm addicted to the thrill and blah blah blah. Um, and then eventually be like, you know what, fuck it, <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's one. Of, it's like Watchmen. Be who you're gonna be, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> be yourself. Exactly. That's the lesson here. I, I was actually gonna um, my my. 20 years too late, you know, rewrite on this was, um, I was going to propose, what if Jamie Gertz wasn't with them from the very beginning of the adventure? First, it's like him him with the paperwork going, look, could you just sign this? And I'm not going to sign it and all that, except she's not there yet. And it's all about how, oh, who's this mysterious, you know, woman that he's going to marry? It's like, who's, you know, and then she shows up and you can sort of paint her as like, oh my God, you know, the the other wife, you know, the new wife, oh, she's going to be a real dragon lady. And she's actually very sympathetic and she shows up, takes, spends half as much time with them so we don't have to like have her have to be the out of water and she shows up and she's a she's a therapist and she's good at her job so she's there for all of you know eight eight minutes and goes you know oh what God. you two need to be together i'm out good yeah. luck thank you that would be that's actually not bad. it would just be less of her having to be that character you know over and over again of you don't belong here and you know right from the beginning she's the sore thumb yeah the only downside of that is then you lose the your, your introductory character she's, at, yeah. at, at the beginning but, where but you see, the, the whole that. opening is like you know carrie elwes is doing tv you know? That's true. And I, That's true. I would I would stage it where where there's a reporter like they get like one guy from like the high school newspaper is their interview and Carrie Elwes is getting the TV guy. Well, it's actually actually you make a really great point because because that Carrie Elwes scene is him explaining exactly what they just explained to her, and it makes it it makes it clear that he's stolen their idea. But if you if you just show them with the device, and he's like, "Oh my God, you made it!" And then there, and then you've got Carrie Elwes describing what it does to the the news yeah. people, and he they're finishes, upset because he he finishes the description. Yeah. You hear, you know, like he well, what it does is, you know, Carrie Elwes, you son of a bitch. You know, yeah. you yeah. get the same message out of it. I don't envy him one little bit iota at all. I don't want to be standing in the back of a truck during a hailstorm. No, that sucks. And I don't. Even, I wouldn't even want to shoot this. <laughs> if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's actually even shots that indicate the hood of the car has a million little dents in it. And if I'm not mistaken, they're not there later. But that's beside the point. Uh, there's actually a few little weirdo inconsistencies and in, in yeah. Continu- a- we don't we don't do bloopers and continuity errors on this podcast very often. But there's a few really funny ones. Well, in this there, one and, we'll and there's a few really like later on. I think when they're when they're uh, when they're running from the F5. Um, there's a you know the the shit is falling down. They got a kind of slalom left and right around tractors and stuff like that. And one of them very clearly like busts the windshield. Well, what you see, and there's a really loud that's glass. One of my favorite sound. things is, that and then the next time from the, then on, it's not broken right. at all. That's one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite of the two favorites. That's one of them, uh, which is that you see a tire hit the front, and then the sound mix makes a big deal of the, and then the next shot. <laughs> The windshield's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's like they needed that moment in that scene for that sound mix moment, but they yeah they couldn't. But it wasn't actually it. in yeah. the movie, and they realized, oh wait, we can't actually have them driving without a windshield because yeah, that'd be bad for other reasons. Sounds, sounds more like <laughs> we want to do that in the visual effects shots, and you know the live action was done six months ago, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, and the other one, and we'll get to it in a second. But when they drive through the rolling house, uh, the house is. Cl- it's not even like a conspiracy thing. It's on its side when they go into it, but yeah. they go upstairs when they're inside. Yeah. 
It's an MC Escher inside. Yeah. yeah. I guess they have stairs going. You ever seen from... houses in Kansas? Weird, man. <laughs> I guess they Weird. just have stairs that start on the wall and end on the wall. It's like here in, here in California, the Winchester house. It's, oh, it's, a, it's yeah. a Kansas Winchester house came rolling across the, the line. What are the odds? I've always been meaning to go to that, too. Yeah. Oh, thank you, subtitles. I've been getting that one wrong for almost 20 years now. What? Uh, I thought he, this guy comes out and says something that sounded to me this whole time like, the cone is silent. Now, I guess his point is this is the calm between the storm, yeah. the eye of the storm, because he says the cone of silence, which yeah. is the cone smart, of silence, right? Yeah. But I just always thought he came out and he's just overly philosophical about it. The, the cone, cone is, is silent. silent. It's, it's little moments like that that I can that again are kind of are, are pushing it. Like you're either on board with allowing the movie to go there or not. But like when the moment, you know, what's an F five? And the guy's like, the finger of God, you know. And it's like <laughs> there's there's that, and then there's this moment where he where he comes up and he Spielberg's a little bit, and he's like. The cone of silence. You know, it's it's you. Guy, you're either going to allow that movie well, or you're well, not. Well, bear in mind, and to the movie's credit, both of those lines are the same character. Yeah. So now you he's just, just think, that way. He's just yeah. that guy. He's just kind of a kooky dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he'll 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 look at his burger and see something in it that's he, kind of important. He's just totally. <laughs> yeah, right. They've all got all this one is different. He experimented with acid a yeah, lot. Yeah, a little bit too when much. That's his quirk. All the scientists fat. have their quirk, and that's his. <laughs> That would have been, you know, nowadays Whedon would hang a lantern on that. Though he'd he'd have it, he'd have him do like at least one more, and everyone would be we're like, kinda, "What is what is with him?" And it's like, just, or actually, what he what he might do is have the exact same line, exact same shot, exact same setup, but there's someone else in the shot behind him, and as soon as he says the code of silence, up. the guy in the background, kind of out of focus, just kind of gives him like a what? Yeah, what? <laughs> what was that? You? And this is the scene that I can imagine if I didn't like this movie already it would throw me. It is melodrama. It's kind of weird. And I, I don't blame either the actors, really. I, I blame the fact that this is yeah. the most unsubtexty thing that ever happened. It is. Yeah. And, and you know what? If there was, and I'm not, I don't think there's an elegant way to have done it, but this would be why he left her, this right. revelation. Yeah. Like, you are way too nuts, sweetie. You got to back off on the tornado thing. I mean, it's fun and all, and it's good work, but yeah. it's not personal. So, I mean, you want to go that way and just, like, kind of explore that thread and see how that how that makes the movie play out. Is like, she's too into tornadoes yeah. he was like i gotta take a step back i i can't be part of this it's anymore. me or the tornadoes yeah I exactly gotta say, that is that probably could be just as melodramatic <laughs> yeah but it is it just brings up that you know well yeah the, that's the, the bad version the yeah. scene the, but the scene you know as you said that's the problem with the scene is is it's like it's okay that she's you know why are you so damn obsessed with the tornado and it's like well you know but but he would know that they've been married yeah, i mean yeah. you know he, he knows this story I also gotta say this is the most sensitive CB mic I have yeah. ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 was that was another one of the editing moments where it holds on her being sad and upset in the rain meh, a little longer than yeah, it needs to. A little longer. Than it needs to. Well, there was the whole gag earlier where where their conversation, their whole argument was being heard by everybody else. Yeah, uh, like how how is that you know? Which apparently has seems to be they were implying it was the CB. Well, how is that open? How is that an open? Yeah, line? I know. It's and they're outside the vehicle <laughs> well, she, down the road. I think she had yeah. a, a like a tr- transmitter on uh, her. Okay. I th- think she did have a oh, mic yeah. on her. But now another thing, just an item of interest while we're watching a scene that may or may not need to be in this movie. Um, every time they come back to NSSL, it's like, pff, yeah, I mean it works. It doesn't not work. But why? <laughs> now, why but why do we have three, position of all? Why do we have rights. two shots of God before we go back? Yeah. Anyway. Um, the uh, a fun thing that we do at my house is we have these big ass movie parties. I talked about it a bit on Raiders, and one of our early ones was um, Twister. And you can actually, if you YouTube Coenga Labs Twister, you'll see a video of our party. Julian Higgins, uh, who among other things directed the first Nuka Break movie, um, came with these 
fucking outstanding. He made little props just for the party of the Dorothy sensors. Uh, and they're outstanding. And he actually goes into detail on them in the video and you can see them. But they're amazing. And I still have them on my shelf. Because with like real movie props and uh, other fun assorted kitsch, I kept those because they're so awesome. And I, if you're a Twister fan, check that out because they're super cool. Gwenga Labs Twister on YouTube. This, this movie actually contains spoilers for The Shining. It does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hadn't seen The Shining when I first saw this. Yeah. So it, it's theoretically tornado season. You're in Tornado Alley. Would you actually schedule a drive-in movie? Drive-in movie movies happen every night, just yeah. like everywhere yeah. else. It's know. not like, anymore. It's, I miss the drive-in. Dude, yeah, I know. Oh, I there's, do, too. But the answer I'll, to the question is like, you know, well, people live, people go about their lives in Tornado Alley exactly. all the time. I was going to say, no, let's address, I'll address your question by broadening the scope. If you lived in a place where tornadoes happen all the time, would you live there yeah. <laughs> in a thing that's made out of cardboard? If you if you allow it to change your life, the tornadoes win. That's right. No, I, so I go shopping. That's I, what I they complete, want. I completely get that. It's, it's following right after the the establishing shot back at you know at the saying. Oh no, they've they've doubled and there's more of them. It's like, well, shouldn't there be alerts out? And yeah. Shouldn't that be the you know? Okay, we had it scheduled, but we're going to postpone it for a day or two because yeah, apparently there's a. There's an influx. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, the reality of it is that they're so variable. It's yeah. like there's a tornado watch. A tornado watch is like, it's True. coming. Yeah. You know, it's like tornado season. It's like, yeah, well, that's because it's freaking yeah. July. I mean, that's we're, we're, yeah. welcome to Tornado Alley. But uh, I remember when I did a project in uh, in Minnesota, which is the only very few times I spent in Minnesota. Oh, in Minnesota? And, yeah. Oh, Minnesota, like, oh, that was really, really I nice. I like it there, up there. You know, it's really right? cool. We, uh, we, my, I brought up my friend a uh, uh, casserole and a covered dish. Oh, that sounds okay. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Um, like every every commercial break on you know, television, and even cheesy? even as a crawl underneath whatever show was running on television, there would be like a map of Minnesota and like thunderstorms are here, thunderstorms are there, and it's like wow, they are really into thunderstorms <laughs> here, and it's like it's like I talked to a friend of mine, and he goes, well, because that's you know tornadoes, yeah. so but you know you look at the map and you go, oh, that's the other side of the state, fuck it, you know, I'm going to go to the store, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not worried about that tornado right yeah. now. That was uh, that's that's Arkansas too. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, but I was Fayetteville. Think- fuck yeah, this. Yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the skate rink. They're screwed, but I'm going to go to the movies. So there you go. I was thinking that during this, but I was thinking from the other side. I was like, man, just you got you know. I I did gain some respect for people in the Midwest who's like their whole existence is just a middle finger to nature. Yeah, They're like we're we know we know you're coming. We build holes because we expect you to come at any at a moment's yeah. notice, and we're going to run into our, our little ground or our little tornado holes. We've chosen to live here so hard <laughs> that we accept that every twenty years God is going to destroy us. Yeah, and we're going to have to go hide in a hole. In the chat, Xtroid actually makes a funny point. He says uh, MST3K brought this up at one point. Now you know mileage may vary, but it's a good point here too. MST3K rule, never show a good movie in the middle of your bad movie. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. It's a good rule to have. Yeah, but it's all to set up the, uh, the Here's Johnny tornado joke, trying to personalize the tornado. It's you know, trying, to, trying to you know give the tornado a... It is a villain. Oh, yeah. Yonda Bont isn't um, not on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> he's not not a hack. Uh, no, he's, you know, Roland, no, well, we, between... This is, no, this good. Is, Jan is a, I think he's a Dutchman. I think he's from... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's... I believe so. There's varying levels of, of cultural subtlety that happen. Roland Emmerich is really shitty at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Roland Emmerich is... Jan de Bont's amazing. Yeah, you, you give me a choice between those two in terms of heavy-handedness of establishing oh, yeah. I've liked theme Ro- and character. I've liked Roland's movies before, but it's not like he's... Fucking, he's not writing Tom Stoppard <laughs> yeah. plays over there. Yeah. Germans, are, Germans are not subtle. Yeah. Germans yeah. are not subtle people. Yeah, I, there's there's a difference between the Dutch like, are more subtle. They live next to the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> 
They learn to Doppler effect. The farther away you get, the no. way it lapses into phases no, you, where it's more or less. If your country is next to Germany, you just learn to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, up. what's it's up? No yes. sudden movement. <laughs> it's like right. the guy comes to your party. Hey, long time no see. Booze is over there. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hopefully, someone I don't like is one talking to you. It, yeah, there's there's something about this this movie is. And and I, I guess it goes with I mean I mean uh, and and you know Roland Emmerich he he seems to have kind of lost this touch or or he's not working with the the same uh, you know writers. He's not or working whatever. with Devlin anymore. Yeah, because because this movie and like uh, uh, Independence Day they're cheesy. They can edge into melodrama, but there's a charm to them. They're yeah. they're fun characters to watch, and there's it, it's like. Yeah, there's it's like a dorky charm. You're like, well, that's not really how people behave, but I it's it's fun. engaging. It's fine. It's engaging. And and the the new disaster movies and a lot of action movies just have lost that charm. Um, and now it's just you know people being really somber all the time, <laughs> and and all angsty you know and angsty and and waiting to, for death, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. You're gonna yeah. die. You're gonna die. I wonder how they did that. Uh, and it's weird because I'm an effects artist and I'm looking at a rather complex scene, but the one thing I'm thinking at the moment is how exactly did they just, they must have done the licensing for Shining and then they well, scanned this is, it this is so a, they could put the texture on the projector. Like they is, must have literally just like well, first of all, ripped also, the DVD. This is, a, this is a Warner's production. Yeah, this is a, a Warner Brothers oh, Universal okay. so, production. So they, so they kind of, they, they, can, they can have. Yeah, they didn't even have to really license it. I mean, I'm sure they did because that's how they they, know, business, they, they had to send uh, yeah. Nicholson, they they send Nicholson a check. You know, yeah. it's a, like shooting. Uh, it's like shooting scenes for Fight Club, literally on the Fox lot by the big buildings. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, we don't have to even buy that. That's fucking easy. Well, no, but but they but they do. They, that's how they <laughs> shuffle money from yeah. one pocket to the other. That's but, how the movie never made any money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we, we you also... know, Star Wars is about to break a profit. Yeah. Who knew? Good for them. It's nice. It's nice to see the underdog coming up. This scene, I, I can't think of um, other scenes in this movie that have this exact quality to them because there are other getting attacked by the tornado scenes in this movie, obviously. But there, this one is, for some reason, the way it's shot, or maybe it's just the way I feel about the characters, but it feels much more personal. It feels much more yeah. defenseless. It feels well, like yeah, this is the only not, time in the movie they actually don't have any recourse. Yeah, they're literally pinned down. They're not chasing the tornado themselves. They're, they're in mobile. the they're in the corner right it's, now. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like it's it's kind of a classic instruction of any sort of monster movie. It's like we're gonna go tomorrow. We fight the monster again. Yes, yes. The what it's, it's, comes to it's you. here, and yes. then they say, oh. <laughs> you know, it's right there, and you don't have your weapons. You know, like <laughs> oh no. I think a large part for this one is that it's largely their POV. I mean, we we don't have those wide establishing shots of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, we don't, we don't know the bigger f- picture. We just yeah. have the yeah. emotional experience of being trapped in a little jiffy lube hole with a guy that's kind of kooky getting hit in the head with a hubcap. Yeah. The cone is, ouch! <laughs> God, that really hurt. Now we'll never know what the cone is. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't finish the sentence. Oh, but I guess that's sort of a meta way of saying silent. Yeah, but that is... That is uh, I, I remember watching that, and again yesterday it was, I, and in part because of you know movies that have come out since then. I'm like, is the fucking top of his head about to slide off? <laughs> yeah, exactly. or something like how badly? It's gonna be like a slither look. moment where yeah, the guy like, is just like he slowly just slides yeah, apart. Like, like how badly brain. was he just injured? And and you know it it certainly adds to the tension of that moment. Yeah, um, perhaps it kind of, it, it, the the thing that's missing there is uh, is you know scalp wounds bleed like a bitch. Yeah, you yeah. always you always you always it always seems like a scalp wound is mortal. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it'll just 
just bleed like crazy. This is actually is this scene one of the less successful things, even at the time, but all the more so to you know looking at it now, is you know they they went as far as you could go at the time with tornado effects and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's a lot of practical effects going on here, and among the least successful are the the scenes with the you know that we just saw where big props are smashing into each other, and clearly this is a car on wires being dropped into a building and all that kind of stuff. And it's not digitally enhanced at all, in a, in a way that you would automatically digitally enhance it. Now we go, we'll put we'll put wind on top of that, and you know, and add some stuff, and or we'll just do a digital car. You know, we don't have to even drop a real car anymore. So there's there's a there's a it's 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 a weird turning point because the the practical effects like that are less successful than some of the digital effects. Which yeah, is, you know, was, they're missing a couple layers. Unusual to say yeah. before then, but is now the norm. It, they also have you 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 can feel kind of the pendulum of yeah, of them exactly. kind of swinging in. It's really it's really not particularly well. It's it's not a, a fault of the affects the right. actual rig it's it's the way it was shot and the way it was used in editing it's like really kind of shows up like that's really not very exciting you know yeah. first we have like the people in the in the grease pit and you know stuff is flying at them and the windows are exploding and then we have this kind of long wide shot of a thing falling that's you know just sort of clearly kind of a controlled thing happening as opposed to the mayhem that it's supposed to be feeling mike you watched this yesterday didn't you or the I day did. before? yeah was there anything that uh, you were surprised by or didn't remember or it wasn't your expectation based on your memory was there something that was like oh twister good or bad <laughs> uh other than what we were talking about going back and watching and like, that's philip seymour hoffman what yeah. the fuck <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> other than other than moments like that no no it was about as i recalled it, Interesting. it which is which is not a negative yeah yeah it's just you know there are things that we've seen way early in our lives that even if we haven't revisited them, we kind of look at them nostalgically and like, oh, that was good. I don't want to see it again. It might be bad now. And it didn't have any of those moments where it's like that. Nope. I was wrong when I thought that was cool. Um, no, not that I can think of. Good for um, Twister. And there were, so, and there were, <laughs> yeah. there were certainly, you know, some moments and again, uh, grading it on a sliding scale a little bit because of course nowadays, you know, we've seen 2012. We're like, well, they can, we they can do like eight tornadoes and you know at once. We have in the real world yeah. we have nuked the fridge when yeah, it comes to effects. Exactly. So, so certain. So I was I was very impressed by how well they held up. I mean they're not 2012 tornadoes, but of course 2012 tornadoes only exist because tw- Twister does. You know, um, and and they they are an evolution from that. And uh, you know the, just little moments like. Seeing seeing the the silhouette of the tornado and the flashing lightning before it hit the screen and stuff like that, I'm like, wow, that's good, really good, good oh, movie yeah. moment. That's a that's a really great movie moment, and especially for the time, considering people, how difficult it was, considering how difficult it was, and considering this was still a time, you know, digital effects were fairly new. So you you got to think it's impressive for for a director who wouldn't have worked with a lot of visual effects at that point to. Think in those terms. To think in terms of I'm, you know, the right. the final shot as opposed to being limited. Leaving by what's the headroom for the effect that's not there yeah. yet. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. The other thing is, um, we were talking a little bit about. Wow, where was I going with this? I had I had a thing, but then I was listening to what you were saying. Move on. Ta-da! What was my fucking thing just now? So yeah, like I like I said, here's the moment where they're very careful to be like yeah. he she's leaving him. Yep. He's still totally engaged in this relationship up until the moment where she walks away and then he's over it. He's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. let's roll. <laughs> Sweet. 
So yeah, it just comes right back to that, why, why did he break up with freaking yeah. Hunt to begin with? And and interestingly, her that moment, like you said, this that's a very thankless role. Like right at the end, the way she gives that one line where she's like, "I know my way home," and she's got like this smile and she like bites her lip a little bit she's, and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, that she's, is the most personality. <laughs> yeah, that's the most performance she was able to give to that. And I'm like, I wish. I want that to be the character the whole way through, oh, yeah. not just that moment. She, yeah, she, it's it's, there, it's, but, yeah, she was. She wasn't given. I mean, you didn't. You didn't get to see. You know, it's, it's, I, don't, I think it's. I don't think it's the actress's fault at all. No, I think no. it's the fact that you know she's just she's played as you know she's written as the you know she she takes wacky phone calls and she's clearly. I that think the part fact this, that we're talking know. about her this way means that she did the best she could. Yeah, yes. because no, you would have put otherwise you go she sucks and she would have just kind of played it kind of bitchy and it's yeah. like I don't even remember her in the movie. Yeah. Now this set. And it is a set. Yeah. They set dressed a block of yeah. somewhere no, in the Midwest. It's, it's not really a set because it is this town. It's on location. Yeah. A location up. they fucked up. Yeah. And then they and then they paid to f- yeah. to fix the town again. <laughs> Do you mind if we build a house and then tip yeah. it over in your street? Oh, yeah. sure. Go I ahead. find all so the... to be clear, it's not a set. This is yeah. on location, and they destroyed a town for real. And I, yeah. I find, but, but fortunately, it was a cheap town. They just they just, they just repaired <laughs> yeah. it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like destroying New York. That's not a whole different. Not a big thing. hit to the budget to repair yeah. it. Yeah. I found how much to, how much to tear down your town and rebuild it. Uh... Hundred and fifty. All right, good deal. Yeah. We'll and wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. And a case of beer. Okay. Oh, well, PBR. <laughs> that is rude. Anyway, uh, I, I find the seemingly profound statement that you know I really just like practical effects more than CG to be really boring. Now I'm very tired of hearing that. I agree, but I'm I'm bored of hearing that. But in scenes like this, well, stop saying it. Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's not my. I was just setting up my thing. In yeah. scenes like this, even I, man, what is jaded with that thing? Uh, looks at this and goes, my God, you know, there really is a very interesting and tangible difference you have yeah. when you're literally oh, yeah. driving hundreds of feet through a set that is consistently fucked up yeah. that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And it's just nice to see it. And, and here's a whole practical scene, too, with the collapsing. With the collapsing. Well, which, how would they have done It's horses the f- for courses a little bit. And I think part of the part of the issue is when and even still today, when people do because you could you could do this. Ta- you could do like the drive through the town and have that be digital, and they do a lot. Oh now. yeah, you know yeah. they they do yeah, all and kinds it's fine. of extensions like that. But they're, why they they it's are insane. yeah. Well, number one, yeah. why? Number two, I think it seems like um, filmmakers feel compelled to show it off more when they do that, as a, like make a thing out of yeah. the de- the de- wreckage and yeah. stuff like Check that. Check out what my art department to, guys did here. Yeah, as opposed to what they did here it's like it's all just there we're just gonna drive through it they treat they yeah. treat their incredibly expensive set dressing like a location yeah exactly yeah they just shoot it right and that's and that's really how you should do it yeah you know that's that's the thing i was just uh that's one of the things and uh someone was suggesting in the forum that we should uh you know we should take uh now that it's out on video we should take hunger games uh you know to the cleaners like well um, Hunger Games is a pretty awesome movie. Yeah, uh, and one of the things that's awesome about Hunger Games is the fact that they don't go look at the set, look at the thing. Yeah, Th- that's a movie that so insists on not doing a master shot to go look at all the money we spent on this. It's all about the characters in yeah. their environment, and the environment is great and detailed and fantastic and totally realistic and appropriate, but never dwelt on ever. There was there's one master shot of one set one time halfway through the movie that I went whoa. It was, well, it was like a master shot. That lens must be 50 millimeters. Yeah, that's like the, the camera's on sticks, and it's a wide-angle yeah, yeah. shot of an entire scene. Whoa. Um, 
and it's I I'm I'm all for that. And of course, it's the hardest. David Mamet wrote a whole uh, essay about that. He goes because it's the hardest thing to do as a director because everyone on your crew wants you to do the great shot of what they did, right? Yeah, but that's not really you're being an what, asshole now for a movie later. That's not that's not what the movie should be. But the, you know, if it if it makes sense, yes, but not like oh, we did spend a lot on that wall. We better get a good shot of it. Trey, you'd have insight onto this, and I didn't want to interrupt your previous thing do I? To, to start you with a new one. Um, <laughs> this being well. Bloody literally <laughs> how they would have uh, literally EMTs. how they would have rigged the set for this house shaking movement oh, yeah. because I'm assuming it's something fairly ride platforming. It's probably a flat thing on a thing. But, Almost certainly. Yeah. But, but what's just in, in broad strokes? How what did that set look like from the other side of the camera? I I, I don't know specifically. <laughs> you know the the floor is the whole floor is moving. Is that yeah. did they bring in a thing into a studio somewhere? It's that hard to that? say without without going back and looking at it and really really breaking it down. I mean sometimes you just do it. If you're doing a fairly tight setup, you just you know have a, bunch, you have a bunch of grips off camera who like shake it, you know, and and you put it on a teeter totter and you just kind of do it by hand. Because I seem to recall there's like some <clears> wide <throat> shots where you can actually see the floor going to go. Ugh. Do, and they, that's, do yeah. they have like yeah. mobile platforms that you can bring in and program? They, to they're do that? pretty much modular. I mean, there, there's there there are you can buy or rent off the rack platforms. Although for something like this. Generally, you'd probably want to just go with a custom rig. You just get actuators because you can get actuators of any length and strength and size and all that, and and build your build your platform, um, build a set to suit. You know, like the like the bridge in Galaxy Quest. You know, that was all on a big mover and things like that. You sort of build it, and then there's the guy off to the side that looks kind of like Trey with a button or yeah. a joystick that Who goes, could kill okay. your entire cast and, and, and then switch. You wait for the beat and you go with your hand, and yeah. then the whole set goes. Phew! Yeah, so it is big, a big motion platform. Um, it sounds like you can kill people that way. You can, you can. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I had the opportunity to kill the entire cast of Charles in Charge one day, and uh, and you did nothing. I did not take it. I did nothing. <laughs> I did nothing. I'm sorry. Trey's I just, I just, in charge uh, of our hearts <laughs> and limbs. Yeah, and our limbs. Yeah, I was. I, it did occur to me though. <laughs> I thought I could cancel Charles and Charles in Charge right now. It's like Louis C.K.'s bit about when you're driving down the highway with your hand at the top of the steering wheel. You are two degrees away from being on the news tomorrow. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Trey sitting there like. I could be famous. This could be my yeah. burning down the library could, yeah. of oh my god moment. This could be my moment. <laughs> burning down the library destroying, of Alexandria. Destroying the cast of Charles in charge. <laughs> is the equivalent <laughs> <modern> is the <laughs> modern equivalent of burning the library at Alexandria. True. Uh, modern True culture. Story. Mark True David story. Chapman later True. said that he only killed Lennon because he was not going to get in the history books any other way. You could, a, you could have been your Charles in charge killer. <laughs> there is a direct connection between <laughs> Charles in charge is Charles in charge is our modern think day. How, think how much. <laughs> Think you know, burning the Library of Alexandria set set human advancement back like five hundred years. Yeah, just think the same <laughs> way Charles and Charles. Charles, Charles yeah. If we had lost Charles in charge, just we would think where we'd be today. We would not have that probe on Mars. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I love this podcast. <laughs> yep. Oh, serious scene, sadness. Serious scene, sadness. People dying. Yeah. Um. But but. Aunt Meg was fine, so it's okay. Yeah. Aunt Meg is fine. Yeah, the, the, the movie's not so heartless that it. Uh, Dude, oh, here's the Dorothy revelation. Um, that's a big ass kill the cat if you kill Aunt Meg, man. Because yeah. who's gonna make me? Or much the dog? Eggs? Or if you whack the dog? That's, oh, that's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. you can, you couldn't whack the dog. You can't kill Aunt Meg's dog. You can you can kill Aunt Meg before you can kill yes, Aunt Meg's yeah. dog. And uh, but but it is um yeah it is interesting that the movie doesn't go there because it easily could and would be it would almost be. A, it would be appropriate in a way because then it's 
you know, then Bill Paxton is like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Fuck tornadoes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then this time it's personal. This time it's personal. Totally. So. Um, it could have been okay, but he would have been less fun. Something that I don't that think—I don't think they—I never really even stopped to, to consider the relationship at all. But, but you know, Helen Hunt and her mom and dad were in the tornado when she was a kid, and her dad died in the in the tornado. Yeah. And this is Aunt Meg, so presumably that's mom's sister. Yeah. If not dad's she's, sister, she's having a hard echo right now. Yeah, but it's like it kind of brings up the was, was there some draft where that was mom or. It's Ooh. always been the aunt. Ooh, and, yeah, that's you know, a good and point. How do you go to your aunt and not mention mom? You know, how's right. mom dead? You know, or whatever. <laughs> uh, is mom dead? Or, you know, just, it, uh, I guess it must be understood yeah. <laughs> that she is. I like to think that it's a weird detail that they thought of and not something that just happened accidentally. That in one of those inserts of the guy's hands putting together a thing. Actually, no, it's, it must not be a coincidence because it happened repeatedly with different people. There are Pepsi, Pepsi. There are while well, they're doing oh, this this thing and they're implying that they've been doing it all morning. Uh, they have band-aids on their hands and their fingers are bleeding because yeah. they must have slipped with the yeah. screwdriver a few times. That's a great little detail. Yeah, it's a nice touch. This is insane. That's Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am certain that that is something that's probably happened on our planet before, but my God, and there's Michael's shot that he hates. Yeah, it's just, it just it, they didn't need to wait for it to spin the other direction. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, but I'm sure there have been tornadoes like that. <laughs> But that's that's a tornado. That's a hurricane. That's that's a that's, yeah. That's, that's a, a, yeah. a hur- tornado cane. That's your F five right there, man. It's a tornado cane. Anyway, but this whole scene <laughs> is great, and I love this moment in movies, just generally where everyone knows what they're doing. The audience knows what they're doing, which is an important step that many recent films have have missed. Where everyone has to, <laughs> yeah. everyone yeah. on, in the, on yeah. the screen and everyone in the audience has to know what they're doing yes. to understand it and actually have it really resonate with you. And you totally do. You're like, I, I get what they're saying here. If you put a little fin on top of this thing, it'll just have enough air resistance to catch in the wind right and all that stuff. That's great. And everyone gets it. And then you watch the scene where they're doing it. And the effect is just, I'm in this too. Although, We're doing this. Here we go. However, I, I, I absolutely agree that that's what makes this part of it effective. However, I do think um, the movie does fail a little bit earlier to clarify that there's an issue. Because I, I think it when I'm watching it and then I watched it with... Um, I, when I was reviewing it, my roommates were watching it with me, and they said the same thing. A lot of people do, like you know, the the they didn't get that the sphere wouldn't pick up. The, yeah, the the you know the yeah. Dorothy thing gets knocked over, and the tornado's coming at them, and they're freaking out. But it's like it's it's fine. It's on the the tornado yeah, will get it. It's great. It, it's um, moved two know. feet. You know, well, but <laughs> what's there, wrong with there, it? There is a point where they they say that the they remark on it that they didn't get taken. They didn't oh. get lifted. Um, Again, yeah, it could be spelled out a little bit more. That point's um, coming up. It's when they're not anchoring the pack. Yeah, is what they say. Yeah, they, it, it it gets blown away before it opens. Well, it up. gets it gets knocked over right. and it gets dumped out onto the ground again. But it's not. It, it's it, not clear. Maybe that you need to. It, it maybe it needs link. a little bit more spoon yeah. feeding of once it's once it's on the ground that doesn't work. It could have been on the floor that doesn't work. Yeah, it could have been five words. The wind yeah. isn't catching it. Yeah, yeah, and and you know there's there's an additional thing like the the wind the windmill inspiration and all that. It's like, yeah, but you could also tape handkerchiefs to it and yeah. get the same effect. You don't have to build special little propeller blady <laughs> deals. I mean, anything that makes them have more surface area and is easy is the answer. You yeah. know, it's like, well, you could just tape a streamer to it or whatever. They didn't even have to cut the cans. Just put discs on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Just tape it to a can and, and, <laughs> and, you know, just cut it open so it's a big wide sheet of aluminum. And so... So it's got a little poetic license to it. I mean, it's the kind of thing that makes a meteorologist go, that's so stupid. But, you know, for movie science, it's fucking PhD quality that they even went this far to try and explain things. Now, this is as far as plotting, as far as 
That you sucks. Know? Yeah. As far as plotting goes, you talked about, you know, the, okay, here we are in the third act. The, we know, the audience understands the mission, which we effectively do. And, and we know this very simple, that was, that was actually not a very good digital tree. They just, it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was the stump. It didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the texturing was not uh, there. Um, the you know that the, we understand the we understand the stakes we understand the, the the mission they have to do this one simple thing and the third act is all about they can't freaking get yeah. that done and that's just you know basic uh, that's good basic stakes. plotting yeah. yeah and there's also there there's also the element as a you know as as um, sof- more sophisticated uh, moviegoers and I'm not talking about like us specifically I'm talking about you know in in the modern times pretty much everyone is kind of a sophisticated moviegoer and I think. I think there's an aspect where it's where you look at it and you go, they got two of those things. The first one's not going to work. <laughs> like you know, you know, yeah. going in, they got two of them. They things, wouldn't go so. in with two. The movie wouldn't give them two if they, if they <laughs> yeah. were going to. I almost, I almost want to see a movie that does that. Holy that, shit! Where that it, was real. Yep. Yeah. How where the it, fuck? Where wire, they, wire they, removal. You know, they have the two Dorothys. That's digital. And then it totally just succeeds the first time, and they're like, "Wow, we oh, got an extra one. We got spare. That's awesome." And then the credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. It, I can think of one example. There's, there are other examples. Uh, what is Flight of the Phoenix? The, the original mm. Flight of the Phoenix, where there's only seven Kaufman starters, which is the manual thing that you have to literally fire. It's like a shotgun shell you fire into the engine to make it crank. And they've got seven, and the engine won't start. And if the engine won't start, they're, they're screwed. They're dead. So it's like seven, blum, 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 blum. And then they have this great suspenseful scene of the, you know, it almost starts, almost starts, clung, 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 clung. Now they got six cartridges. And. Kaboom! Clink, 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 clink. Oh, now they get five, um, and then uh, and then they're down to like three, and it starts on the third. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, nice. oh, okay, that, was, that wasn't that wasn't so bad. That was I was going to get scary pretty yeah, soon. Yeah. I was I was almost nervous. Yeah. This movie, I might have mentioned it in Apollo thirteen. If not, I have never mentioned it before. But one of the things that I really love about Bill Paxton, one of them. <laughs> and look how, bro- by the way, look how broken the windshield is like right now. Yeah. It's even repaired later. Yeah, Basically, yeah. when it gets hit, it gets repaired somehow. <laughs> That's what happens. Turns into 40 Go gold ahead, coins. Well, he does yeah. have liability coverage. Yes. Bill Paxton. Liability only. <laughs> yeah. Bill Paxton, you uh, Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. One of the things that you'll see this repeatedly in Paxton performances from here to eternity, and even going back and looking at the ones you've already seen, you're welcome. You can take this with you. He has one change of expression that appears in every movie and I love it and I call it the grin to grimace yeah Bill Paxton will do a thing where he's grinning and you see on his face where he goes oh my god <laughs> and it always happens in one shot it's always in every movie and he starts kind of grinning like it's a uh, 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 and you just it's all that happens is his teeth which are bared go from having upward turned lips yeah. to downward turned lips the invert the <laughs> grin to grimace <laughs> The smile to sneer. And that answers but, your question. That's why you hire Bill Paxton. Because no. at one have point got, in your movie... Oh, does this character have a thing where he kind of goes, oh, shit. Well, that's Paxton. Right. Get Paxton's agent on the line. The grin to grimace. Paxton special. Paxton, we got a job for you. Twelve ninety nine at your local Paxton. Got a mission, buddy. The Paxton special. I love it. <laughs> a hallmark of any Paxton performance. Sometimes it comes with eggs. Sometimes it comes with fries. But it always tastes good. I'm going to do that. One day I'm going to be on a set. And not with Bill Paxton. But when I want an actor to have that moment, I'm like, I need you to give me a Paxton special. Give me a Paxton special. <laughs> I need you to be gleeful and in awe all the way, all the way to terrified yeah. and scared. Now, now only in one not, shot. A really not close your lips. A really good actor really can go. pull off a reverse, reverse Paxton where you go from horror to happiness where you go oh ah, that'll win you the oscar yeah what's crazy is that shot also happened in apollo 13 it was just someone to mission control yeah (laughs) anyway paxton paxton special grin to grimace (laughs) it's working it's not working we are fucked yeah 
Bad news for Kerry Ellis. Yeah. I always felt bad for the driver. He was yeah. also yeah, I know. Up. He's like even he even had his he save, was the guy who he even like, had to save the cat moment where he's, he's like, like, shouldn't we help him? Yeah. So and he's then, and then this hanging with the wrong crowd, and then he's gonna get impaled. Oh no! Boom! Oh, oh yeah. a whole antenna right oh. in the thing. Yeah, like I I don't. I was watching this yesterday. And I'm like, you know, I don't feel like they were quite enough of uh, quite. Villainy <laughs> you enough they deserve that? to deserve to get oh. just the. That'll fuck teach you to out. steal my possible failure of a science experiment. Yeah. Well, the worst part is, think Elway's probably survived that, but he got to go up and go down <laughs> yeah, again. He got, to, he got to think about he got it. Got to do that at that point. It's like <laughs> yeah. just to be clear. That that element, boy, yeah. that's that's an element. That, I think that, that was that a, totally doesn't hold up. In fact, yeah. I'm pretty More, sure I know what 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 uh, that, element that, bank that came from. Yeah, yeah. It looks the, like it's right out of uh, Pyromania. The, the classic Pyromania Foundation explosions. The, the thing I think with that shot that didn't work. Why are we doing this? But that I I, I think it was okay. actually a tracking thing more than even it, well, the cop was wrong too. No, it's the fact it seemed like it slide it slides against the camera. No, the issue is the fact that. The fireball was not affected by the tornado; it was in. Yeah, yeah. So it, it would have just, just the fireball would have immediately been torn to shreds. Yeah. And sp- so now you know nowadays you do it with a whole particle system and it would be fine. But that literally was an element comped in. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the integration just yeah. probably wasn't able to be done at that level. So I guess yeah. in conclusion, and uh, this and movie sucks. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It also didn't, piece of shit. It also didn't feel. Yeah, well, part part of partly what you're saying, it didn't feel like there was like depth to it. It just felt like a flat. Everything flat about it was not right. exactly right, but it's that, okay that's because that's fine. because fuck us. Here comes uh, what were we doing in '96? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Here comes <laughs> Michael's moment with yeah. the tires. Okay, so right now, this second, thing, boom, it crashes yeah, it, and then she's right fine. It. And then it's fine now. It's fine. But you hear it wasn't the tire. Well, that, it was the that's thing because that looks right, to right. me like because that's you know they they went and did the shot and it was like oh shit the yeah. harvester cracked the windshield. Now the, it's a great he, shot. Here we go. Now I want to look for your stairs. Going go in sideways. Okay, we're going in sideways. <laughs> it's about to go upstairs. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, it is yeah. kind of halfway. Yeah. In any case, the house would have to be at a different angle. It was stupid. And who cares? And Strapinus talked about this moment in the chat room on a different episode we did. But I guess Strapinus actually worked on that sequence. So we'll, we'll shit lightly. No, that one, that one was... Um, well, maybe he did. But uh, I know Stu Mashwitz. Mashwitz. Uh, animated practical. the house rolling on, I believe. The stool is yeah. a door show? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I Stu. I Stu. If I sound like an idiot, I promise I'm cooler in person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, believe he, I, I believe he said he did the... Um, he did the house. It was Stu or Strapinus or one of our, yeah. our, our real super cool listeners. Yeah, I, I didn't think Strapinus ever worked at ILM, so Mashwitz would make a little more sense. Yeah. Maybe it is. His, well, well uh, yeah, Stu's name. Stuart T. Mashwitz is is in the credits as uh, well, one of the artists. And, I, and I'm pretty sure it was the house rolling into the into the road. And he had now, bear to, in mind, all the, all the, the effect pieces, of that happening yeah. is perfect. Yeah. It's, it's when you cut like, to the oh, actual... Oh, you listen now? It's just, it's no, so, no, no, no. <laughs> no, wait. The effect of that happening is perfect. It's just when you cut to the actual set thing they shot for the inserts. Right, yeah. Then it's like, oh, that doesn't line up. Yeah. It's also weird that they go upstairs and then they come out. I've been saying that for same... 15 years, and now the guy who did it listens to me saying it, and it sucks. Yeah. I feel like an asshole. <laughs> no, no, but yeah. But he had to, like animate all the debris like by hand Ooh. and stuff and uh, as it rolled you know the pieces coming yeah. out of the house particle procedural what's yeah. that yeah it's the era before procedural animation yeah. and the thing and that between everything the, between the house and that sound effect moment mike talked about those are my two favorite things about uh movie continuity in general but the thing about the the window crashing it's not even that it happened it's that even when you're watching the movie the effect in the mix is is insistent. Yeah. It is very, it's not like, psh, it's, yeah. Psh. yeah, it's like that windshield just fucking broke. That, <laughs> that, in, that windshield broke as much as someone who gets punched by Indy gets yeah. punched. It was that level. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just know that the Foley artist saw that, saw the cut he was working. I was like, oh, that's going to be awesome. I'm punching that up in the mix. What? And... The, the windshield's fine later? 
Okay. Well, that's what happens when you shoot your live action. Hey, look, there's, there's a lid on Dorothy. <laughs> yeah, and and the tornado can pull that off just fine. My understanding is um, this isn't how they do this now, but I, my understanding at the time, in fact, I'll tell you this funny anecdote about the way that I was growing up as I was perceiving things happening. I thought this was a period piece when I saw it because it seemed so unlikely that we didn't understand tornadoes in 96 when <laughs> I was a kid watching this movie. And then I was having this weird cognitive dissonance problem with the fact that it was a modern Ford F-150. And I was like, why? They should have used an older truck because this, if this is like the 60s or, or 70s. Yeah, like back in the 60s when we didn't understand tornadoes. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, no, well, we, had no computers. we really kind of still <laughs> don't. And now, 16 or whatever it is years later, it's like, we still... We still don't. We kind of, we got an idea. We did, think we get it. Did we try this thing that they did? Yeah. Now we tried this. <laughs> Some of the meteorologists, yeah. Actual meteorologists going, what, you guys? Oh, my God. It's actually a really great idea. Yeah. It's like scientists watching Jurassic Park and going, good idea. <laughs> yeah. God, we could totally we do that. We should totally do that. I just want to go back to Minnesota voice. Oh, we could totally do that. Oh, yeah. You, you don't want to play Parcheesi? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if that's ever happened, If if there was like some... Some, th- some random thing that someone did in like an action movie or being an idiot movie. and then just someone kooky. later was like wait yeah just kooky off to the side thing that they were like yeah it was just fucking around and then someone went no wait but actually yes actually <laughs> maybe that could we well could before that. we <laughs> landed the Mars rovers that had big old airbags on them wasn't that in a movie first I don't know if that was in a movie. No, as a it was. Result. No, it was. Well, it's in. It's in the um, Red Planet, but it's in Red Planet because that was already a, 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 thing. a, a theory, okay, okay, cool. a known theory. I like, it would be cool if that happened, though. Yeah, I like this shot coming up. There's a really great moment where, again, how do you show the tornado without showing the tornado? It's following behind them and showing the tornado right here, ripping up the, uh, yeah. the that's fence. A, that's <laughs> a, yeah, that I mean, again, again, the the the, yeah. the physics and the practicality. Yeah, sure, of yeah. It, but it, but but, it, but it movie, works. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a movie moment, though. Exactly, it's a great movie moment, and it, it's leading to my favorite joke in the whole movie too oh yeah who are these people <laughs> who yeah. are these people <laughs> who are these people <laughs> and well, actually it's a double joke they both get a good line because he goes i don't think so <laughs> yeah it's a great bit let's go into the barn what's in the barn scythes murder every, <laughs> every pointy thing humans yeah. can devise what's in the barn everything that happened in a horror film that you haven't seen <laughs> yeah texas chainsaw massacre up in here so yeah, and again, now this is we shit on the sound mixer, and God help you if you're listening to this ting. episode. The sound mixer nails it in this scene. Oh yeah, because yeah. in this scene it's just like shing, shing, shing. you just hear glissades and clinks, and it's yeah. like oh God help this you. Just, the shing, air is sharp. Shing, 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 ting, Who tap, are these, tap, tap, are these people? And yeah, this is the scene where the barn is literally destroyed behind them, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes, and it's again. I I I know how to do this shot now. I probably couldn't, yeah. but I know how to. I don't know. I don't know how. Back, at, at, you know, yeah. it's not like we're talking about the 30s here. But shit, there's a bunch <laughs> yeah. of there's a I bunch have a of better tricks. idea of how to do it in the 30s than I do. Yeah, <laughs> in the 30s. Yeah, I don't know exactly how they did it in the 30s. They took a nylon stocking, they put it upside down, and they yeah. blew air through it. <laughs> was that how they did it in the Oz? That's movie that's the Wizard of Oz. It's, it was actually it's, a nylon, it's nylon stocking with air blowing up. And no shit, yeah. really. Well, I, w- I won't say it works because I haven't seen Oz in a while, but it, it works pretty well. Actually. It was it yeah. was effective out in the distance. Yeah, yeah. Poor sunflowers. Yeah. Goodbye, Fibonacci's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An actual harvester goes right over. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> now you're just being a fucktard god. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really appreciated it's, the... It's like literally like this kind of thing. I just like the idea of them trolling god. In the yeah. Like, oh, like, fuck you, oh, Hitler. You, lame. God, God's out there. Oh, you think you can figure out my tornadoes? And he's just like up there like throwing... Harvesters <laughs> yeah. and trucks at them like. Pew, pew. But speaking of activate the combine. Spe- yeah. Speaking of continuity, I will say w- watching this yesterday, I I was 
I was actually like actively impressed by the continuity of the debris from shot to shot. Yeah, yeah. Like and they're like they're running from that that hula hoop thing or whatever in one shot, and then it the cuts the silo, to the next yeah. shot. It cuts to the next shot of them running up the hill, and that thing is just passing them. Yeah, and then yeah. there's a, a well piece along of those exact same lines. I was thinking. And I didn't want to bring it up, but since it's close to what your point was, when they're talking very specifically earlier in the movie about, look at the updraft, let's turn it around, it's going to do this. They're referring to something that's also on screen. Like, they might be making shit up wholesale, but what's on screen has to at least somewhat indicate that if they want this to have any semblance of reality, which maybe they did or didn't, I don't know. But if it, supposing that if someone who was good at this looked at that shot and said, yep, he was right, there was an updraft, they have to account for that. Like, every stupid thing that he says about the nature of the subtlety of the tornado might be something that they were insisting upon in the effects process. Yeah. That's that's tricky. That's I don't want to do that. I, I, I want to just hope for the best on every shot, but not think about it. We got to think that that's the kind of stuff, especially with the, the debris fields and stuff, I would assume that would be something that would be storyboarded out pretty tightly, especially sure, yeah. if you're doing one of these, okay, we're kind of stretching the envelope on the effects. We want to make sure we have a grasp on exactly what it is we're doing. This shot. Thoughts? I love it. Where are the aliens? <laughs> exactly. Yep, there you go. This God should be waving. Hello. Yeah. I like it because uh, this sequence here, it actually does, it kind of throws away photo reality and just becomes this, you know, literally like a Ten Commandments kind right. of like, you want to see the finger of God? Here it is. Yeah. And it has, you know, the flashes are exaggerated and everything, and it really becomes this. This is the bone of the finger of God. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like this insane. You have entered the Holy of Holies. You can't really even grasp what's happening to you yeah. right now. It's so, it's so, it's, you know, it's like the, the Ark of the Covenant or whatever. Um, I think it's actually pretty cool, and I, I, I was, I was going to say based off of that scene, and I'll, of course, the whole movie in general. Um, it's the actors in this, the the job of acting wow. in these movies hasn't changed a bit since The Wizard of Oz. Oh, it's yeah. still okay. Crouch here and look scared, and later it'll look awesome. I promise you. And and the actors are selling the hell out of it. You know, it's, it's like Helen Hunt. I, don't, I can't think of any other movie Helen Hunt ever did where she had to like be like scared of a monster that wasn't there yet. Sure, yeah. Um, and she she completely nails it. And so does Bill Paxton, who's done it about eighty times. So. Presumably, this may be, this might be the one time in history where Bill Paxton was giving Helen Hunt acting tips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell you how you do this here, Helen. Uh, here's how, I've done about a dozen of these things. And here's how, uh, game over. Yeah. There's a funny thing where uh, <laughs> here's the, how it works. The AFI has like you know lifetime achievement award things, and you can find a bunch of those on YouTube, and I've seen many of them. But there's one where they were doing a lifetime achievement award for uh, Meryl Streep, and Jim Carrey came on. And just, it reminded me of a joke that he made at the time where he's like, <laughs> she learned fast. She was open to learn. I just said, Meryl, <laughs> less is more. <laughs> Jim Carrey doing that so even his delivery of less is more was epically huge less is more <laughs> yeah it was funny <clears throat> now something that's we're about to come up on the end of the movie here so I want to start transitioning out of this commentary but the the one shot in this movie that I love the most uh, setting aside filmic and, and good movie moment shots and setting aside effect shots there is an effect shot here that I think is understated to the point where people actually miss it and I love it every time I see it uh when the credits start rolling, when you see directed by Jan de Bont the first time, it's a big crane, maybe helicopter shot that shows the house and the field. And in the field, the pattern of the tornado is subtle, but it's totally there. And I can never take my eyes off it when it happens. So keep an eye out for it when it's coming out. But looking at it now, I'm, 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 I'm thinking in terms of the people that didn't like it in Zarban. And there's several people in the chat that don't like this movie and they're just kind of fucking indulging us right now. They're wrong. What, yeah, and what, ultimately what I want to say is shut up. I think it boils down to... I imagine it boils down to just people react to movies differently. But, well, obviously... <laughs> Whoa. Well, I, it was the begin- it was, it's the beginning, it's the beginning yeah. of a point, not a conclusion. <laughs> go, go ahead. People react to movies differently, but 
ultimately, it's like me and the aviator. Like, I don't know. I, I know some people that really fucking hate the aviator, and I love it. And I think at the end of the day, you just have to be able to buy into the central premise of the movie. You're not watching this movie for anything but to watch uh, an interesting period piece with Leo DiCaprio hamming it up as a certain character. And if you're on board with that, the aviator is candy. And if you're not, the aviator is torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we go. We're coming into what the it, shot. Look at the, look at the trailer tornado as the shot continues for the next I'm, 900 frames. What I'm curious about, and I, I suppose I could probably guess Written the by answer, Michael but, Crichton, by the way. Yeah. Mm. I, can't, I feel like... And you don't see this that much anymore, so I assume it's probably part of the optical process. But like the last shot of a film like this, when it's you know this kind of shot where it's going to pull out and then the credits and, look and at stuff the sweeps like that. in the in the field. Yeah, I always look at that and I go, that looks amazing. The the uh, the the last shot is I is always soft. It's like softer right, than yeah. the rest of yeah. the film. And I, I I when I was when I was younger, I didn't I I wasn't as aware of that kind of thing. But I was like. I always knew when it was the last shot of the film and it was going to start the credits because there was just something about it. And I think it's because the, the multiple, process it the optical process, yeah. yeah. It's because the, it because the credits, they often, well, often, an older film, the credits went to the credit company and you gave them the master right. shot and then they did, and their optical process, you know, it, it, a movie, uh, the movie that's really cheap, uh, like uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, is anytime there's going to be a dissolve, the entire color temperature of the shot right. changes because yeah. you know that went to a post house that took the two pieces of film and put the dissolve in. So it suddenly suddenly will turn grainy and high contrasty. Yeah, you know, just from one cut to the next, just because they're just about to do a dissolve. So yeah, I, I, another one that I, I didn't understand because I didn't understand about movies and TV and, and widescreen versus is on television when a movie's been panned and scanned, but to do the credits they'll oh, yeah. they'll squeeze it or oh, they'll yeah. letterbox it. I thought that was just. How they do credits in movies was they squeeze they they, they it, when it's time for the credits they make this picture real skinny for some reason until I finally understood that oh I see it's a widescreen Mark thing. Mancini just got a credit and I we, we never really talk about scores on Down in Front mostly because we're being reminded of things to talk about when we're watching a movie for Down in Front and we don't really but hear we them. never ever hear the sound yeah. Yeah. Uh, but seriously Mark Mancini's score for Twister blows my mind I love it I watching it yesterday and he did uh, he did Speed as well and seeing yeah. his name I was uh, my first I was like Mark Mangina what an unfortunate <laughs> Well, my but thing is, Manjack, how does he, he have a career? My thing you is, it sounds like you, Mancini. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, fuck, stop having. It's like Harbin tweeted years ago. Uh, but he's I Bill mean, he's Nye good. and Bill Nye have to get together and sort that shit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because it's screwing oh, yeah. up my brain. <laughs> anyway, it's a problem. Uh, to wrap it up, Twister is you know it's, I've, I've I've been effusive about it the entire time. I really like Twister a lot. I see the things that people dislike about it, but I think that you didn't go full Princess Bride, but you, no, yeah. I try. Uh, I, I, since then, I've been careful. Even though um, Carrie Elwes is right there, yeah, I know, right? Daring you <laughs> as you wish. Um, the I, I see the things that people who dislike it really dislike about it, uh, even through my love for the movie, as little you know, just sort of dark spots in the contrast of my opinion throughout the entire film. But the things that I think people really dislike generally about Twister are, are matters of taste, and that's fine. Uh, some people just couldn't, it, it didn't grab them the right way, and it grabbed me the right way, and that's sort of how it works. But I think that's the divide between people who like Twister and who don't. Howie Mandel. What? Where? <laughs> Where? He just went off screen. He oh, was no. in the truck driving c- credits. Yeah, so. the, Must how, be a different one. Howard Mandel was a. No, Howie. Well, it said Howie. Howie. My God. It wouldn't be Howie Mandel. Look, see? Yeah. yeah. Second unit camera up. You're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and the people that dislike Twister. Um, nice job. So, so you're saying that you're that guy, and Howie Mandel was. In, so, how was it like to work with Howie Mandel? You were, well, it was, it was cool. did you actually didn't shake like, hands, or was that after fist bump had happened? Didn't like being touched. I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I love Twister, and um, I don't fault people for not liking it because I can say that this is totally a taste movie. But for me, it's great, and I love it. 
Seth? Um, no, I I still love it. It's def- and I'll it kind of reinforces what I said at the beginning. I've now seen it again, and it's been a while since I've seen it before. I don't have any <laughs> urge to go and watch it again anytime soon. But if I see it, I'll still enjoy it. Sure. So it, it's kind of like no, that, it's good. In the chat, Zarvan says he's been just trolling this movie the whole time. He says this movie really needs to end with a Journey song, and then he says <laughs> yeah. open arms perhaps, and then he says nope. Wheel in the sky. That's <laughs> exactly. Wheel in the sky. Perfect. Yeah, Zarban's the great authority on things because he thinks Jumanji's good. So, so he immediately. We should, yeah. we I recently Jumanji. revisited Jumanji, and I have complex Jumanji. thoughts. <laughs> yeah. We should. Um, we should maybe do. We should maybe do an episode on that. Because he immediately Jumanji abandons all. Zarban, buy a plane ticket. You're on the next episode. Dorkman, how do you feel about Twister? Um, I, I like it. I, I, I think I've been. You know, I've, I had some nitpicks and stuff like that, just because we had to talk for but two hours. But the movie works on you, right? <laughs> but, the, yeah. but the movie works. I, I oh, think yeah. it definitely works. And uh, there he is, Stuart T. Mashwitz. Applause. Stuart. Um, Stu. Stu. But um, five two. Uh, yeah, it's. You know, we we have people who who join our forum and stuff like that who who go. I don't really. Um, you know, I I haven't watched a lot of movies. I need to get my cinema education and you know suggest suggest some must see movies. Twister would never yeah, be on that no. list. No, no. Twister would never be on that list. But Twister is a fun. You know, if you're if you're tornado just going, software engineer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Good work. Go flow, Florian. Yeah. yeah. Um, wouldn't be on your messy. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be on my musty. You have to watch this if you were going to understand what cinema is. I mean, yeah, no. maybe it should, considering the direction cinema yeah. has gone since then. But it it wouldn't be like that. But it, you know, if I was, if I were, just you know, people were like, what's what's just a a fun kind of. Don't think too hard about it, but not insulting to your intelligence movie. I'd be like, yeah, Twister's a good one. Good good visual <laughs> effects movie. Good fun, you know, action movie. Lots so, of lines you're gonna remember. Yeah. So and and that's all it wants to be. That's all it needs to be, and and it does its job wonderfully. Trey, uh, yeah, seconded. It's uh, did you see it in theaters when it came out? I don't think I did. I don't recall seeing it in theaters. I might have. Um, it was just before or just as I was starting to work at Tippet ninety six because I would have like ninety six ninety seven was when I was working at Tippet. So so I don't know if it fell in that crack of you know ILM we hate them. <laughs> boo, cross-town rivalry, boo, or, or right. what? Um, but uh, I, I, I remember seeing it on video a lot. I remember seeing it on cable, having cable. And this was a this was a it's on cable movie. all yeah. the time on on uh, you know HBO and stuff. And every time it's every time it's on cable, I watch it because it's like I find it fascinating and and fun and. Uh, you know, and then it's like, oh, okay, they're, they're going to have a scene here where I can, I can, I can go get a sandwich for twenty minutes and come back, and then there'll be the cool scene at the end. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think uh, it's, I don't understand. Like, oh, I hate Twister. It's like again, there's so many movies that deserve hate <laughs> far more than this movie, and I think what what sets this apart actually, and I'd totally forgotten that Michael Crichton co-wrote the thing, which. Makes, makes sense. perfect yeah. sense. Which suddenly makes yeah. sense in retrospect. It's in his wheelhouse. It's solely in his wheelhouse, and, and certainly that helps at least partly inform the idea of scientists in a way that even his other movies, um, The Andromeda Strain really being the only other one I can think of off the top True. of my head, yeah. where he really like, this is really kind of what it's like yeah. to really be a scientist. Um, Andromeda Strain is, is you know obviously to the point of you couldn't even make that movie nowadays the way it was made. It's like... Because that that movie shows what it really is like to be a scientist <laughs> in real time. In fact, and it's kind of fascinating, but uh, not exactly uh, qualifies as a thriller today. But it's a great movie. But um, I love it for I love it for Helen Hunt, and I just the fact that I, I, I she never did another role like this uh, that I can think of. Um, 
that uh, she's just so good in it and so charming and so fun and sells it so well. And and she she also falls in the category of what we talked about how um, a dumb actress can't play a smart person even if she's a good dumb actress um <laughs> helen hunt i think is a very smart person and you can see that in her and you you buy her as a scientist i totally buy her as yeah. being yeah. a scientist that too. and that's that's not something that anyone can do and uh you know i just yeah i just love the ensemble of it and the fun of it and the uh you know and then and i'm i'm capable of squinting my eyes and going yeah okay so the movie it's fine it's a movie um like yeah as we've said as opposed to what we get now yeah, for the most part, as you know, here's your blockbuster thriller action movie about hold your nose and swallow. Yeah, it's just it's go ahead. This is what we made for you. I Take do, it. Michael. <laughs> yeah, I do. Anyway, Twister, you know, good job, bro. This has been down in front. <laughs> like, I, what else yeah. can you say? It's yeah, like, exactly. It's like good job, bro. That's really it. Uh, yeah. This has been down in front. You can always come over to downinfront.net. So you have some iTunes. Get a friend. Okay, iTunes, forum, money, Twitter, Facebook. Hold it. Teague. Seth. Mike. <laughs> Trey. I've gotten apathetic. Down in front of Mike tonight. <laughs> you, you just burned yourself out. Yeah. You yes. tried to do it yeah. faster and faster. And, now and then you, you just, just max out. And yeah. Well, the problem is the I'll start way. saying this has been down in front. And then I just started getting faster. And then I run into the accelerometer kind of just clocks out where you can't make syllables that fast. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to slow down because I'm bored already. Buy our shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.